going on, everybody? Welcome to the Draft Show here on Roto-Grinders. I am Britt Devine here with uh, Turd Ferguson, a.k.a. Grant Niefer. Uh, Grant, what's going on, my man? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, didn't get got, enough got sleep. All your fingers. I wanna, you got all your fingers, your toes from last night? You didn't do anything crazy? I didn't set off a single firework. I barely saw a firework, but it was actually kind of neat. I just ended up watching Thunder because there was a massive thunderstorm in Denver yesterday. That was that was better are that's nature's fireworks if you will yeah you see uh, there were a couple funny things like the uh the mets uh like double a or something franchise of course because the mets are a dumpster fire right they tried to light their fireworks off at their minor league game catches on fire lights like the whole forest on them behind on fire is too so like uh how, how mets is how, how perfect are the mets is that uh that's that's, that's pretty messy was it tebow's team no, Tebow's here and said Tebow's in Syracuse. So like he's out, he was all out like doing whatever here, but it was like, I think it was the double A affiliate here. So. How many Tebow games have you been to? Uh, just one. I've been to one That's game. Not enough. That is not enough. Uh, sir. I don't know. I'm sure if Cam's watching this, he would probably tell me to go to more Tebow games, but I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of minor league baseball too often. I met Tim Tebow. Tebow's literally like the worst minor league baseball player in history. Tebow? Oh yeah. If it, his stats are basically the worst minor league baseball player. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. That's blasphemy. <laughs> uh, but, guys, we have a lot of uh, fun stuff going on, both on draft and uh, for Roto-Grinders and a couple other things. The first thing I need you to do, if you want to play along with us on draft and you already have the app in the bottom right corner of your screen, there's a profile button. You click that, and then in the top right, there's a little add button. Click that. Type my name in, Britt Divine. And then you got to have a fast finger uh, to be able to play along with us on the show. So I'll give you guys a couple of minutes. Uh, if any of you are new or want to follow me on draft to try to play along with us uh, to do that. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk to you going on here at Roto Grinders. We have the Sharp Side Street Contest. So Grant, you do a lot of uh, the monkey knife fight and you do some of the sharp side stuff. Uh, maybe we can talk about some of our favorite plays on that. But we've got the uh, the lock contest where we're giving away up to fifteen hundred dollars in FanDuel credits. Uh, if you don't have Sharp Side, it's like our free sports betting tracking app. It doesn't cost you anything to to swipe left, to swipe right. Grant's one of the most active users on there. Um, and if you make a bet, you click the lock button. It's got to be minus one forty or better. It will kind of enter you into the streak. And the more lock bets you get in a row, the more uh, you move up in the streak leaderboard. And if you have the most at the end of it. Uh, we've got $1,500 up for grabs. It's going to be in place in a FanDuel credit. So Grant, you got any sharp side tips for us today? I got, I got one. I got the over on the Nationals game. I think that game score goes way over 10 runs today. I do not have any bets. I really should have been more prepared. Yeah, you I'm going with the over on the Toronto game. Yeah, that's uh, another one too. So if you're on sharp side, I locked in. Uh, I think I locked in that Nats bet. Uh, on the over and I, I like the Royals two side of it too I think they're the the team that probably pushes it over uh, not too sold on Austin Voth um, a couple other things we have going on here we have the single entry series that's on FanDuel so if you like single entry GPP tournaments with the ability to kind of go to like a little bit of a live final or something like that you can check that out I've got the link for you uh, right here I think I do copy link Let's see if this works. Oh, that is way too many letters and numbers here. Uh, let's try this one instead. I think that one's a little bit better for chat. So click on that. If you like single entry tournaments, uh, it's our single entry series. We've been doing this for a couple of years, and it's uh, a blast to do that. Uh, on draft, now that some of you have followed me, 
Uh, Grant, the lobby on draft, it is popping, my man. Did you Have you seen everything that's going on in the draft lobby? There's a, there, there are a lot of things. All right, so I, I want to I go through this with everybody really quickly because draft is like you got to play on draft basically right now is what I'm telling you. So for football, we've been talking about the best ball championship, the $25 buy-in version. Well, they put a $5 version out, the mini and this thing's already filling fast, almost 10% full. I did my first one and that one this morning. I'm going to be doing a lot more. So if 25, let's say you wanted to multi-enter a bunch of times and the $25 price point was just a little bit too much for you, you can kind of mess around with just five bucks, get a bunch of different entries into it. Doesn't cost you as much. I encourage you to do that as well. Hey, you can win a million bucks in the $25 version too. So go check that out. If you want to play best ball in baseball, they have a post all-star break version of that. It's 12 bucks. Uh, there might be like a, a smidge of overlay in this. It's not filling quite as fast as I thought it would. So keep your eye on it. Um, if you want a little tip, you can go find Cardi's projections. Um, you'll probably get a little bit of an edge on the field uh, using something from the bat or, uh, you know, something like that to try to get an, an edge on the competition. in these. And then we've got the, the day-to-day stuff, which we're going to do right now, Grant. Right. What? There's there's golf best ball now. There's uh, see, I don't even do golf, but there's golf best ball. Apparently, I just found it. I think they just put it up. You know, I updated the app earlier today, so this must have been it. So I, I have no idea about golf or golf best ball, but if that gets you, you know, if that go, makes you go from six to midnight, check it out, right, Grant? Yeah, yeah, it does make me go from six to midnight. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be playing around on that quite a bit. So anyway, draft is loaded right now, guys. Uh, go check it out. A uh, really fun site. If you don't have an account there and you want to play, use promo code grinders, get you a $3 free entry kind of mess around in there. But Grant, we're here for baseball. Lots. Uh, I've done a bunch of these today so far, and it's a fun day to play draft uh, in three mans and six mans and 10 mans. There are so many different ways to go. So I'm going to start one up here right now and we're going to get into this and we can talk some stuff on the regular slate as well. Um, We'll start at three bucks. How does that sound for everybody? And we'll make a 10 man. You ready, Grant? Yep. All right. So let's get this going for tonight. Uh, first thing I want to talk about pitching. Uh, we've got DeGrom, we've got Verlander. Uh, looks like DeGrom's going to be pretty highly owned compared to Verlander throughout the industry today. Uh, I've, you know, I've seen DeGrom go pretty early in these as well. Uh, I think on draft, though, there's a lot of different ways to go. I think there's enough pitching, and there's there's definitely a, a lot of hitting. Almost every game has hitting that you want, except unless you're going up against those uh, elite pitchers. What do you think's the best strategy today? I'm sitting here at nine. You're at six. So so I think you're going to get your choice of maybe not Degrom, but any pitcher other than him, and then or start off a, a stack. So what do you think you're going to do there at six? I'm probably going with a bat first. Um, there's a few decent stacks on the board today. There's one that. Stands out way more than any other one to me. Um, but some, yeah, of those like, guys, some guys have really low projections today, Grant, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, there's there's a sne- there's a couple guys with way too low on draft today. Well, let's see if it's the same people. I don't think it is. Let's see. I'd, yeah, yeah, my team could potentially be that. <laughs> I think your team and my team, are, if we're going to be sneaky on it today. But uh, it's going to be fun. What, what's your best spot? What are you looking at for offense today? I mean... It's Houston. It's really, it's, it's Houston um, for best ball drafts. To me, Houston is like one of the best stacks there is. 
we got Alvarez, we got Brantley, we got Bregman, we got Springer, we got Altuve. All those guys are fantastic hitters. Going up in a decent spot, going against Pena, who gives up some hard contact. It's not a great ballpark, but they're going to go a little bit overlooked. And draft, like they are way too, way too lowly projected, in my opinion. They should be able to get a full stack there, except for now everyone's going to steal from me, but I don't care. It's only oh, yeah. three bucks on the line. So that's why I said it. Um, I think the Nationals are in a decent spot. Um, it's a good ballpark. It's good weather. And Keller's not a good hitter or a pitcher. So I don't mind them today as a stack. Looking at Baltimore, um, going with the Toronto bats, Bundy, we all know that he gives up just bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb. Uh, he gives up less bombs to lefties. But Vlad and Guriel are just fantastically – I should probably I should probably draft something. There we go. Um Vlad and Guriel are fantastic guys to go with. They're both like Guriel in the last few months has been one of the best power or yeah, month and a half, two months has been one of the best power hitters in baseball. Vlad, we know hits the ball hard. Bundy's an extreme fly ball guy. He does strike out right. He's had a pretty decent clip, but like either one of those guys can hit the ball, the ballpark easily. And then you got smoke, you got Grigic, you got Biggio, you got Sogar. All these guys are a little bit too low priced outside of Sogar. You can go T Oscar. You can go with anyone here. Like, it's a great lineup that, like, pay down a little bit for, and you can still get DeGrom or Verlander into it. Yeah, the the offense is really good. We've seen – I see three – I wasn't – I was expecting basically DeGrom and maybe Verlander to go off in the first 10 because the, the bats are just so good, but there's also so many bats that maybe I understand why, why like, a guy like Kershaw just went up here. Uh, what I don't understand is – how on earth is Anthony infield is really short today. Uh, aside from a couple of guys that are a little too cheap. I don't understand how Anthony Rendon is still available, but, but I'm taking Anthony Rendon. If I like consistency upside everything for him today and I get him at the ninth pick, I, I just think I got a steal here. Grant. Yeah. I mean, though, that's the thing. Like looking at the guys who went off the board, JD and Mookie two of the top guys on the entire right. slate. Like Freeman in a fantastic spot here going up against Yamamoto. He's got the platoon split. It's hot there. Me taking Bregman because I'm a genius. Yeah. Um, well, you can I, just, uh, guys, the Astros, type in their names. You'll find them before they show up on the scroll bar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> if Bregman's the highest projected guy at 9.5, and we still have 20 other people on the board that are projected above him, that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, wow. I can't believe kind of want Turner here in the infield but I think there's there's a couple of infielders I want here so I'm going to take Soto I, I love this Washington team I, I don't think their their ownership is going to be as high as it should be I've got Slate IQ let me pull up Slate IQ um, they are currently yeah the one two three four five six highest owned team and they have a massive total today so it's just I, I just think people are going elsewhere today than Washington and these guys just this lineup looks so good Turner Eaton Rendon Soto Zimmerman Dozier um Para Gomes is a super cheap catcher too so that makes it pretty easy to stay I, I love this Nationals game against Keller you get the bad bullpen it's 88 with a wind blowing out today what more can you ask for yeah you know it's a good spot who's gonna score more points Soto or Soto um the Pit, or the batter Soto, I would guess. That's, that's probably correct. <laughs> yeah. Soto, uh, you can make a case, maybe not a negative project projection, but a very close to zero projection for him. Yeah, and I think if Soto strikes out every single time he, he takes the hit, to, every time he goes at bat, he still might outscore the other Soto. 
so so trout just went and i want to talk about trout uh for a second because i've been getting them in like the fifth round and some six mans that i've done so pro, you know if you prorate it out even a little later than here the one thing verlander's had trouble with this year is like the right-handed power bat no one's ever on so it's just solo home runs so who really cares but like if you're if you're trying for like a one-off that nobody's gonna own tonight um verlander's given up a ton of bombs this year it's right-handed power trout looks reasonably good pool holes is back in the i don't hate those guys they're just like you don't stack up the angels but you just add a trout or it's, it's kind of tough to use pool holes at first base is like a one-off but uh, i don't hate them one of the someone from the angels probably a righty's gonna hit a home run today. yeah oh i mean otani could but i mean the problem the biggest difference between righties and lefties is the fact that uh like lefties are striking out a much much higher clip they're 36% compared to 27%. He's not really giving up more fly balls, not really giving up more hard contact to either side of the plate. It's all about the strikeouts. So going with a lower strikeout guy in Trout, uh, going up against Verlander, I like it a lot as a tournament uh, tournament one-off. I'm, I'm right there with you. Because the other guys that really have power in this lineup are lefties. Like that's just basically how it goes. And so going with a righty power bat that's a low strikeout guy in Trout is easily the best play. Yeah, the, I actually I looked at the BVP just because I wanted to see if I could back it up. I could not because uh, Verlander owns Trout Soul, it seems like. But, uh, I, you know, it's like a one-off. I think he's a little too cheap on a site like Yahoo. Or if you're playing on draft, you get him as like your last pick. Sometimes he's been falling. Um, looks like a really good spot. I can't believe you got the Altuve-Bregman-Springer combo. This is nuts. How did you guys let Grant do this? Well, they didn't give me Alvarez, so it could have been worse. Uh, let's worse. see. Worse. So, I've got Rendon and Soto. I think I'm going to go get the, you know, the last of probably the reasonable pitchers here. And uh, tough between Tanaka or Erod. I think I'm going to take Erod. Just Detroit's just so bad. And I know they're a little bit better versus lefties. Um, but I think actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go against what I just said, because there's a, I think there's a couple of bats I still want here. So I'm going to pick a guy. If I had to pick one guy to hit a home run today, uh, I'm going to take him off the board. It's Nelson Cruz. I, I love this dude today uh, against Samson. You go look at Samson on plate IQ versus righties, and it's basically the worst numbers you're going to see of any major league starting pitcher. You got the bad bullpen. The weather's not the greatest, right? It's like 90 degrees in some spots. Um, but, but I think Cruz is going to take Samson deep today. I'm going to get that. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, the wind's blowing out a little bit. It's not great hitting weather, but, I mean, Cruz is very, very good. I mean, I generally prefer to go with him versus lefties than righties, but it, I, I still don't mind that go pick look, at all. Go look at those Samson splits, and you'll come around real quick today. Tips on the band name, Samson splits. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Yeah, that would that'd be a great band. I'd go see the Samson splits. What else, who are you going to get here? you going to take Ruddick? I uh, know. You're going to complete it? I am going to complete it, not with Ruddick, though. Oh, did you get a... Brantley! Who's in the outfield? Oh, Brantley, yeah. Look at this. Love me some Brantley today. Yeah, so if you guys are playing on draft, people are not, uh, as you can see by Grant getting the full Houston stack, people are not getting Houston. They are way too low on a projection today on draft, so if you want to do them outside of the show... That's going to be one of your bigger edges I think you should have uh, on the day as long as you believe in the Vegas totals and things like that. And uh, I tend to agree. I've been doing the same thing in, in a couple of my drafts earlier today. I mean, it's not just the Vegas totals. Uh, the top five bats in the lineup are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, they're all all-stars. I mean, Alvarez, 
he's an all-star. Let's be honest. He's only been in the league a few weeks. He's absolutely an all-star. We know Brantley's like a very low striker guy, puts the ball in play a lot, has some powers, very good hitter. Altuve has been an all-star many times. Bregman is one of the best hitters in the league, and so is Springer. So you have five of the like better – like honestly, is there a better start or top five of the lineup than that? Like maybe the Yankees? Yeah, the Yankees when they're fully healthy, but I I think I take the Houston lineup because the the strikeouts from Houston just aren't there. There's just so many more ways for that Houston team to manufacture runs. Yeah, and think about once Correa gets back. Yep. Yeah. So um. Yeah. The one of the biggest tips of the day is the Astros way too cheap on draft, and uh, Grant has fully exploited that. I uh, can't believe you guys let him do that. And uh, I even I, told you before the show. Or at the beginning of the show, we try to help. We try to help the people out, Grant, and sometimes they don't listen. I'm going to guess by the next show, someone's going to hop on your your Houston stack. I would assume so, but sometimes people make bad decisions. What are you going to do at pitcher here? You're you're running down into kind of like the the don't really want to select these guys. Who are you looking at? Well, there goes my two. I was playing on Tanaka or playing on Pomeranz. I really should have gone pitcher with my last pick. Yeah, just waited for Brantley. Yeah, I'm just kind of screwed here. Um, there's one. There's an easy pick here for you. Oh gosh, yeah. Is this the guy? Oh no, it was not him. <laughs> it's a. Who are you? It was Julio Tehran. I, I'm not this high on Julio. Like, yeah, he's fine, but I'd, I'd take a little bit more upside with my guy. Like, I don't mind him today. I, are you going Julio or are you going Palm with your SB two today? I think I like Julio, uh, just uh, the righties for him, right? So, so far this year, a 309 Woba, the strikeouts 20% this year. Um, and he's going to be facing a, a very right-handed heavy lineup that doesn't really do much. Uh, I, I think I'll take that. Uh, Pomerantz is fine too. Um, so I'm, I'm just hand-making some GPP teams tonight. I'll probably have, uh, you know, a share or two of both of them, I would imagine. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going much harder on Pomerantz. Um there isn't a whole lot of walks in this lineup. O'Neill is in there, which make like O'Neill has some power, but it's cold, not great weather over in San Fran. Um, so it's perfect for pitching. Pomeranz, like he's been a little bit better recently. He's always still, good. He's he's much better in San Francisco too. Like that's the yeah. the only reason he's still a major league pitcher is because he pitches in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean you can say that like <laughs> half the Oakland guys, half the San Fran yeah. pitchers. The only reason they're pitching it still is because they pitch in this ballpark. Um, so let's see here. Uh, I'm going to pick a random team. Let's see. Uh, we've got a Padres. No Padres on this team. We've got Betts, Trout, Turner, Alonzo, Granke. Uh, we didn't really talk too much about uh, Granke at all as a pitcher. Uh, I don't mind him. The price savings, he's, I think he's 97 on DraftKings. And it's it's tough. The 97 is like three or 400 too much. If he was like 92 or 9,000, I think he becomes a lot more interesting tonight because you get you get the Rockies out of cores, and Granky's just – he's been good in his Arizona career, especially in Arizona. What, what's your thoughts on Granky? I think he's – everyone's just going to go to DeGrom. So if you're looking to swerve, Granky saves you some money so you get a better stack overall. And I think Granky can can – I don't know if he can compete with DeGrom, but the point per dollar looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he can keep, compete for with DeGrom. Anything can happen. This is – DFS is weird nowadays. Baseball is weird nowadays, but like I I want some more strikeout upside. I think I'd rather go down with guys like Pomeranz or I might do a Pomeranz tear on together lineup, but I just don't see a huge amount of upside with Granky. The problem is the mid tier is not really, 
not really a place I want to look. So I'm probably either spending all the way up or all the way down. But I don't mind going with either Grinky or Kirsch. Like either both of them are fine plays. They have a decent strikeout upside. Kershaw is the more interesting one because he's going up against a Padres lineup that does not strike out at a huge clip versus lefties. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't entirely make sense. I mean, Renfro strikes out a 30% clip versus righties and only a 10% clip to lefties. That doesn't really add up here. I mean, Hosmer should strike out more versus lefties. Like, it, it just doesn't entirely make sense. We don't have a huge sample size on the season. Like, so Kershaw, who can strike, who's good to both sides of the plate, actually strikes out righties at a higher clip this year. Very small sample size. Um, I don't. I think he's the guy that's more likely to end up with a big score than Grinky is. All right, we'll talk a couple other pitchers. We're going to do a hitter only now, so we can focus more on the bats. Uh, you ready? This one's for three bucks. You ready, Grant? Yep. All right, we'll do one of these. Uh, I want to talk real quick about uh, we got some revenge going today. We got Martin Perez. Is it revenge? when you were horrible in Texas and you go to the twins and you're a good pitcher now and uh, looking like he's going to be pretty popular. I think on on Yahoo specifically, if you're over there today, he's way too cheap. And I think he's reasonably priced in a couple other sites. Um, Where do you stand on him? Me and you are going to be sniping each other. The whole, actually, you know what, with the hitter only, we're really not going to be sniping each other. I mean, we probably will, but okay. Um, (laughs) Uh, I forgot. I don't know if it is revenge. It's kind of like if you get a divorce and it turns out way better for you, are you really angry at the other person? Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's revenge, but um, like, it's not a bad spot. I mean, obviously Texas strikes out a huge clip versus lefties press start off the season. Well, and then he's kind of gotten a bit worse. He's not the same pitcher. He was his price tag. It's not terrible. Um, he's definitely got some upside there. They have a 4.33 implied team total. The weather's not bad. I like Perez today. Like he's one of the few mid-tier options I'm actually thinking about. But will I go with him that much? I, just the savings to Pomeranz or Tehran is a decent amount. Um, all right, we're gonna kick off the bats here. You're second. Are you still going Houston? Um, no, not with I, my first pick. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take one of the best bats available, and then I'm going to go to one of my stacks here. Because I'm going to imagine – I'm hoping I get one of Betts or JD. We'll, we'll find out here in a second. So, yeah, Bregman just went 101, so your Houston stack's already out. Someone asked about Erod. Erod's kind of the upper mid-tier. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, guys. Oh, that's hurt so much. I got Mookie instead of Bregman. Yeah, I'm going to oh, take, take JD. I, I think JD – uh, along with Nelson Cruz, are probably one of my two – like, if I had to pick a guy to hit a home run tonight, those are probably my two bets. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just a toss-up with J.D. and Wookie every single day. Like, it really you, – you don't have, you don't make the wrong call. You just make the call. The worst is when they're the same price and you pick – you can only fit one and then you get the wrong one. That's, like, the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> yeah. Now, someone's saying Alvarez would be an all-star if he had been in the MLB for most of the season. Yeah. He's got, like – 30 home runs in triple-A, and he's got a few bombs in the majors. He's he's very good. Um, let's see here. Yelich just went uh, – so this Pittsburgh-Milwaukee game, has got a 10.5 total in Milwaukee. You rarely see that today. It's because we've got Zach, no strikeout Davies on the mound, and Stephen Brault going up against the Brewers. What do you think about this game? Like, guys, like, I might even take, like, if – Josh Bell's on the board the next time around. I just might take Josh Bell because 
it's really hard to not take him against Zach Davies. <laughs> yeah, no, Pittsburgh's a very oh man. Apparently, I'm tired. Zach, uh, Zach Davies is not a great pitcher, and Pittsburgh's just perpetually underowned. They've been a hot team recently. We all know that Bell has huge upside for some reason. He's just an absolute all star right now. And the rest of this lineup is kind of coming together. So Davies, a guy that doesn't strike out a whole lot, we know the ball's going to be put in play quite a bit here. I really like the Pittsburgh stack virtually every day, but it's definitely going to go fairly under-owned today. I mean, Davies just is not very good. And, like, most of the guys in this lineup can actually hit for power. It's not a great ballpark, but that doesn't really matter too much for this Pittsburgh team for some reason. It's similar there, to there, there goes Bell. So, like, my, uh, my plans have been foiled. I pulled up the DraftKings ownership on Pittsburgh. It's great on the starting lineups page. This happened a couple weeks ago, but if you guys haven't seen it, the ownership, if you're a premium member, is right on the starting lineups page, so it's super informative. These guys, not a single player on Pittsburgh is projected for more than 3% ownership on DraftKings. Not only one player is projected for over two. Yeah, only one, and that's Starling Marte. Uh, it's just, this. that looks like a really good stack. I would imagine if I go to Slate IQ, their ownership's way down. Surprisingly, Still a negative leverage team, not by much, so I really wouldn't weigh too much into it. But uh, I'm going to try to stack up Pittsburgh tonight. I think they get to Davies. Davies is just really bad. And then if if somehow they get out to a lead, they're not going to get the elite Milwaukee bullpen arms. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. Like, you can stack against Milwaukee because you know that there's a 50-50 shot. If they're way ahead, then you're not getting good bullpen arms. If they're close, then you're probably seeing some bad arms. So it's way better. It's way more high ROI, high return, high leverage, whatever it is, uh, to stack them entirely. Because if they get if they go off, then that just means they're going to keep going off. Uh, I'm going to take Alvarez here. I'm hoping... You son of a biscuit! Hey, I mean, you could take Brantley. I don't want Brantley. I want Alvarez. Altuve still there. I want the guaranteed bomb. Nope, sorry. Well, I want your $3. Yeah. Oh, so, so like the Toronto stack, this is really nice because you can you can get the complete stack basically guaranteed no matter where you start on draft day. Yeah. So I can get I can get uh, bets and a full Toronto stack if I really want, which I may be doing. I'm gonna take Brantley. I'll get one more, one more Houston bat. And now the Houston stack's pretty much done. Uh, I saw Altuve and Yuli go. So now I'm just going to be trying to find some other stack to round it out with today. I, I like to get the full stack, but it's pretty impossible, at least in the hitter only that we're doing here. I got it's one of the possible because everyone knows because they watched the last draft. Yeah, <laughs> they watched the last one for sure. Um, so now I got to try to find another one. I'll come up with that today. But let's, let's find a, another offense or two we're talking about. I pulled up Slate IQ, I've sorted by leverage. And um, your Toronto team is one of the higher leverage teams just because they have the and their ownership isn't super high. Uh, Another team that has a lot of leverage. If I was to tell you the Yankees had combined ownership of all the players, guess what that is on DraftKings today? 31%. 18% currently right now. Why? I well the the pitcher. I mean, he, he looked pretty good. He wasn't getting a lot of strikeouts, and he's a good prospect. But you you're gonna get the Yankees, and I know they're a little hurt, right? Stanton's not in there or whatever, but nobody's owning them today. Um, I'm playing a couple like of uh, like three entries. 
think I'm going to throw a Yankee stack in there. Whenever you can get the Yankees at low ownership, that's when you want to play the Yankees, and, and that's tonight. Gosh. I, I, I hate looking up stats of Brandon McKay. Like, at the time I go to the wrong page. Oh, let's see how he is at pitching. You know, wait, that's the batting page. <laughs> yeah. Um, they should never be that low owned. I mean, they obviously have upside. I get that's not a great hitting ballpark, but that doesn't matter. They can hit the ball, the bar, ballpark in any park. So, yeah, that is a super high. I, they can't come in at that low ownership. I don't know. I'm going to have to wait and see if there's any adjustments. But I, I, I haven't heard too much Yankee talk today. So, I think, uh, I mean, you can get a full, if you want a full Yankee stack on draft, you have no competition for a Yankee stack on draft if you want it to. And I, when you see that, you see the low ownership on DraftKings, and I, I just don't think anybody's going to be own, owning them. Well, I guess we now I have to stack them. Now up. some Yankees are going to go off the board because we talked about them. <laughs> oh yeah, that was your plan all along, wasn't it, Britt? No. Uh, let's see here. I got to find a couple bats that I'm interested in here. I've I've got some targets down here. I'm entering auto draft. Es- Escobar, I could back it up with some Yankees. Let me see. Is Judge still around? No, someone already took Judge. Um, oh, here we go. Justin Smoke. I'm taking I'm taking your Blue Jays. Oh, oh, that hurts so much. It's not like I have multiple other ones to go I with. mean, you had nerd power to pick from. Nerd power? Oh, yeah. Is that his nickname? Yeah, because he's got the glasses. Oh, yeah, I've got glasses. Am I a nerd Brit? Could be. I mean, I have. I wear the contacts for the show, but I wear my glasses most of the time. Yeah, I don't I might I slept in my contacts last night, so I woke up and it looked like I had smoked like seven bowls. I'm like, all right, well, I need to take these out. <laughs> uh people want to know about an Arizona stack. The one thing you have to pay attention to with Arizona is uh Peralta is having an MRI today. He's probably already had it. We don't know the results of that. His shoulders really been hurting him. Um there's articles all over the internet on it today. But if Peralta's out of the lineup, it's really well he hasn't really been hitting well because his shoulder hurts oh my goodness i got a pick i'm talking too much uh, i'll just take eaton that's a horrible pick but that's who i got here as my last pick so at least it's from a high total game um pay attention to the arizona lineup Peralta's interesting because if he's hurt but he's playing through it he's not as effective and then if he's out of the lineup whoever they put in for him probably still isn't as good as an injured david peralta so you got to wait on that um I'm, I'm 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 waiting on that news to decide if i want to use an arizona stack I mean, I still think they're in play regardless. It's not a great ballpark, but Sensatel is not a great pitcher. Like, there's still high upside bats. I mean, Christian Walker can hit the ball out of the park. Marte and Escobar, we both know, are good hitters. Lamb's back in that lineup. Don't know how great he is anymore, but he's still priced at 3.9K. I don't hate. I mean, I guess the problem is over on DK, you can't get Escobar, Walker, and Lamb on the side of the lineup. So stacking becomes a little bit tough over on DK. Uh, we're gonna do. A, we're gonna try a pitcher only here in a second. I'm trying to find some other offenses. Uh, if you want the late night hammer, uh, you say Kikuchi. I say Kikuchi. Uh, dude's just been straight horrible since he's come over to the the majors. You get the A's. Uh, g- lots of power there. Uh, a big run total. I mean, you could probably get an A stack, no problem, if you want on draft. Uh, if I pull up slate IQ, the Oakland is definitely they're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like the ninth or tenth highest owned stack um what's your thoughts on, on some of these a's against kikuchi just bad then you get that bad bullpen too it seems like a, a really good spot uh to climb off the leaderboards late in the night 
Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, Chris Davis is going to be highly owned just because he's 3.8K again for no apparent reason. I just still don't understand this. Um, but the rest of the stack is not terribly cheap. I mean, we have Olsen at 5K, Chapman at 4.9K. Simeon's all right at 4K. So you can get a decent stack. And yeah, you're right. Kikuchi's been terrible. That Seattle bullpen is not good. Um, so it's not a bad idea at all to go with a full A stack near the end of the draft. Uh, I got a pitcher only. I'm going to set it at four because if I set it at five, we're really pushing the set limits. Set it at five. Set it at five. <laughs> well, really? You, really, you want me to do it? Yeah. All right. We'll put it to five. You ready for it? We're just doing it for a buck because these are going to turn into the, we're really, really picking some players. We don't. Oh, well, I'm going to win so easy. I, I won. The, I did pretty good on the last time we did the show. Uh, last time I did the draft show, I had myself a pretty good night. Uh, I think I won the pitcher only, which I mean, whatever, but uh, my, my picks were doing pretty good on draft. So you got the fifth spot, which isn't horrible because you get like the a good mix of second tier starters instead of one really good one. And then you're kind of throwing darts after that. Yeah, I mean, you're f honestly, my three, four is probably going to be better than your three, four, because like it really starts to tail off towards the end. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you doing with Aaron Sanchez chalk? Uh, let me, let me is Aaron sure. Sanchez chalk again. Let me see. Well, not as high. I'm surprised he's not as I, I would take the over on that. He's going to, we currently have him at 7%. He's definitely going to be over that for sure. When will uh, people learn? Well, the, he's 4,900 in tournaments, right? On DraftKings. that anytime you get like these six K below pitchers, you can really do some fun things with the, the back. What about line. Kikuchi? Well, I think I, I'd probably take Sanchez over Kikuchi. Look, you can either play a guy that's not going to pitch at 4K, or you can play Aaron Sanchez at 4.9K and lose 10 points. <laughs> you can do that. I can't believe Verlander just went first here. Um, I'm, 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 I'm DeGrom over Verlander, no question today. I mean, it's not no question for me. I think I'd brawl with DeGrom and Cash, but Verlander, like, everyone just has the assumption that this Angels team, super low strikeout, blah, 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 that's partially true, but... There's still a few lefties. There's, what, three or four lefties in the lineup. Verlander strikes out lefties at a huge clip. And outside of Trout, um, there's not really any big righties to worry about. Oh, gosh. Never mind. Batting, getting the fifth pick is not great. I don't like any of these pitchers. There's a couple. I mean, I don't like any. Erod, Tanaka, Pomerantz, Perez, Tehran. Um, after that, <laughs> it's probably it's not too pretty. I'm hoping I get one of these. I think I'm going to. I'm going to get one of, like, my, my second tier here. Yeah, oh gosh, this pitcher's only draft is worse than I thought it would be. You, you're the one who wanted to push it to five, buddy. I wanted to stick it at four to be nice oh, to the people. Oh, I'm going to lose a whole dollar. Ooh. Um, Perez, I like Perez. I was hoping he would fall to me. Um, I, I'm hoping I get Tanaka here or Tehran. I'm fine with either one of those. Are you holding the pitcher's park against Masahiro Tanaka in his last outing? Uh not really. I mean, Tanaka is what Tanaka is. Um, this is a decent ballpark here, so I, like... Did, did you get the joke I was referring yes, I, to? Yeah, London, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Gosh, I'm I'm tired, guys. I'm I'm a sleepy boy. I need some... I think I'm going to take Tanaka. I like Tehran, but I think I'm going to take Tanaka. I think his stuff's a little bit better. Man, I really need an energy drink. I went to go search the house with one, and I... Check both fridges, and there wasn't a single one what, in there. What's your go-to? So mine, I don't really drink them too often, but I go, it's the the white rock star sugar-free is my go-to. Oh, I like the bangs. I like the bang. Well, no surprise there. So now here, this is the official spot where pitching, you really don't want to click on anybody. So let's find, 
Oh, there's still one decent arm in there. I don't know about that. I'm going to take, uh, I guess I'll take Voth, even though I'm not thrilled to click on his name. <laughs> Terrible pick. <laughs> what an idiot, Britt. <laughs> this is what you got. Who, who are you targeting? By the, time oh, the delay, by the time the delay comes up, they won't hear it. Oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I, 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 I don't want to risk it. You're gonna take McKay. You're gonna take uh, McKay against the Yankees. No, no, that's not not a great idea. It's not the worst idea, but it's not a great. Uh, well, I get to take two. I'm probably gonna take McKay with one of them. You're gonna take um, Josh Hader, aren't you? Oh, great! He took McKay. Now I didn't have to. Dakota Hudson. And you have Velasquez. Yeah, I mean Hudson's playing in San Fran, and Velasquez. He's not gonna go that deep into the game, but he's got a thirty percent K rate on the season. Like, I was reading Cheese's article this morning. He was like, yeah, I'm more likely to kind of go with his prior year numbers. This is a different, like, it's a, the ball's juiced. It's different. Like, higher strikeouts are a thing this year, as well as more home runs. So, mm-hmm. an increase in strikeout rate for Velasquez is not going to be surprising. I mean, I know the Mets have over a five implied team total, or have a five implied team total, I guess, exactly. But, like, Velasquez has upside, even if he only goes 80 pitches. Oh my god, these choices are horrible. Maybe Samson. I, I don't. Even, I don't want to click any of these guys. Grant, what did you make us do here? Um, I made us have have fun. I forgot oh. it's only a thirteen game slate, isn't it? Yeah, I'll take Samson. I'm not. I'm not thrilled. I'm not touting Samson today. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, this is not going to end well. Yeah, you're going to get one of the worst. The worst here at the end. I may just go with Ramirez. Well, I guess Ramirez is going to take, face the top five batters in the first two innings. That's not good either. Ah, uh, gosh. Take Hater. Hopefully he gets a couple of strikeouts. If he hasn't pitched recently. Uh, I'm going to go balls out. I'm going balls out, Britt. I'll go with Lauer. That's a horrible pick, but whatever. You got you to do some strange things, and Grant makes us go pick 25 pitchers today. Yeah, eggs on my face, guys. Um are we missing a starting pitcher? 25. You're missing the Tigers pitcher. Oh, okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's okay. Is he projected for negative? Is that why? It could be. Let's see. No. Because he's out of the lineup. I mean, you could get some value there, but there's no way he's got ending with positive points. No, no, no chance on that one. Um, so let's see. Who are you going to close it out with? Uh, I guess it's either Brault or Keller. <laughs> Whoever's left. <laughs> That's probably it. Looks like it's Brault. Oh, well, thank you, Brault. You Not are right. going to give me some negative points here. There we go. Uh, this is more just for fun and to let us talk a little bit about pitchers, but uh, basically not thrilled. Uh, if I was doing MME, maybe I'd have, I don't know, eight, to, eight players in my pitcher player pool that I'm really confident in today. Maybe I could look at Velasquez a little bit more. Uh, I'm not too into him. Uh, but you seem to like them, so I'd have to to go back into that. But yeah, I wouldn't just just pitching in baseball. It's the guys who get a lot of strikeouts because you mentioned the ball, right? Like it's the juice ball. But the, it, one of the reasons is the ball is more aerodynamic than ever because the stitching. Something's different with that. I've heard. So it also that's why strikeouts are up too because velocity's up because the ball flies into the catcher faster too. So oh, I mean with the yeah man, with the aerodynamic, it probably breaks more too. Yeah, so it's it's strikeouts and home runs. I don't know. I kind of like it, right? Like, baseball is more oh, fun. Yeah. yeah, to me it is. Uh, sure, I like, what, uh, the single, the stolen base, 
the sack fly, right? That's cool, but just give me like three back to back to back home runs or something like that. Yeah, this is basically bringing us back to the steroid area era, but in a safe way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very good way to put it. There. Now, if they just allow steroids, baseball is going to be real fun. Uh, so we got about 10 minutes left. I'm going to try to sneak in one more. I'm going to do like a six man or something like that. So, All right. yep. Just tell me when. All right, let's see here. We'll play, we'll, we'll up it up up to five bucks at the end here and i think uh i'm gonna do a seven man to close out the show here i think that's should move seven 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 yeah. you ready so yep. for, fi- for five bucks we're rolling with the big boys here today um so guys don't forget on draft they have everything going on there whether it's nfl best ball whether you want to play the nfl championship over there it was just the $25 one they've recently updated to a five dollar mini so if the 25 dollar price point was a little too high for you don't forget, you can do it for just five bucks now, and it's a lot easier to multi-enter. You know, if, if you're on a limited budget, multiples of five, then multiples of 25. So check that out. I did my first one of that today. And from what I noticed, the field's quite a bit softer than the $25 best ball one. So go check that out. They have an all-star break, uh, post-all-star break MLB best ball. So if that's your thing, you can check that. I might have to toy with one of those. I'm going to be bored. Tebow's not in the player pool. Yeah, I'm going to be bored with that over the All-Star break, so I'll probably do something like that. And then uh, Grant noticed if you update your app, there there's golf best ball. I have no clue about golf. I don't understand it, but I want to play it. Anything best ball sounds fun to me, so go check it out. If you like PGA, you can read about the rules on that. But uh, very innovative games, lots of different formats on draft, and I encourage you. Uh, to go check it out we're going to close today out with our seven person draft uh for big money and again me and you, we're uh we're buddies this entire show grant just uh, stuck next to each other and we can't get away yep yep uh, you're my, you're my I, i'm not thrilled about, i'm not thrilled about this oh why because i'm going to take the players i want to take and you're going to try and take them too no because like if we're going to be stuck together i'm gonna have to watch this dinky 43 inch tv you just got delivered for your show and i i want a bigger tv grant I have a 55 inch, a 65 inch, a 70 inch. I want something tiny so I can feel adequate. Makes me feel better about myself. Like, hey, you're 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 big enough by comparison. Yeah. I don't know where I was going multiple, with that. Multiple innuendos are grand. Yes, there was innuendo. Uh, oh, if I'm not innuendo, then it makes me f- seem like I want. I was to hoping Degrom fell to you so that you wouldn't take him and I could get Degrom, but it looks like. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take one of the best bats of the day and take Mookie Betts here. I'll it's worry about I'll worry about whatever else I come up with after that. Yeah, I'm spinning a bottle cap right now. Grant, he's doing the thing, guys, again, or he's stacking the Astros. Be the villain, take the Astros on him. Yeah, lower your <laughs> ROI to lower mine. Great move. <laughs> you know I'm gonna take him, so it's your best move not to take him. It's math, I think. Although Yelich is still on the board. There's still good bats on the board. I don't know why other people aren't taking other bats. Yeah, so Yelich is just the lefty-lefty, ooh, and it's Pittsburgh, ooh, but... I mean, still Yelich. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Let me pull Let me pull up plate IQ. I'll give you Yelich's numbers. I know they're pretty good this year. So. Yelich's numbers against lefties are better than most everyone else's uh, numbers uh, against uh, righties. A 340 ISO and a 413 Woba with almost as many walks as strikeouts. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Rendon's still here? Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. 
I'm taking Rendon. I'm gonna I'm gonna find my pitcher later. Smart move. Pitchers are irrelevant. Pitching's irrelevant. Guys, Grant's man, doing it. Know. He's doing it again. There goes Alvarez. Someone stole him. Oh ah, man, real real D bag move there. You got Springer though, so I, call me crazy. I think you're to be okay. Yeah, it's a real hard knock life. Bregman, Springer, who knows who I'll get next? You know who I'm gonna get next, but is someone gonna be the person to try and steal him from me? Chirinos? Is, was that a joke? <laughs> if it was, it was a very, very humorous joke. I'm proud of you, Britt. All right, I tried. Oh man. There are so Where? many there's so many good bats today. Can maybe, I postmates maybe I copy? Should, maybe I should MME today. There's just so many good some teams gonna score, but Joey, you're gonna need huge scores tonight. There's just so many good bats in basically every game. That's how it is every slate right now, though. Yeah. Who do you want to stack today? Well, there's 10 options. Yeah. Pretty much every single day. Oh, it's a four-game slate. How many stacks are viable? <laughs> Seven. Seven. Verlander's on the slate. <laughs> and even then, it's the deep Oh, well, two there we go. Sniped. Ah, classic comedy. Nicely Brant- done. Brantley. I mean, you have so many options, it doesn't really matter. I mean, or... Or I could double stack like a genius. I'm taking Grinky. He's by far the best pitcher available. So I'm I'm taking him and not, I'll, I'll I'll get my bats also. I really like Grinky today to have a good performance. Uh, point per dollar. Pro, I think he's probably in line with the other two guys. Point per dollar. Raw projection a little less. But if that gets you a full Boston stack or a full Nat stack, I think it's worth it to go to Grinky today. Yeah, I don't mind that. <sighs> Yawn. This is this draft is not going quick enough. If you couldn't tell from my yawn, Judge. Yeah, just hurry up and get to me so I can take. Who do I go with a pitcher here? I guess Erod's probably the best option. Erod or Tanaka? You might not get to you. How many people have pitchers? Um, do you Eight. have a pitcher? No, there's a, so you and one other, but you'll have first choice on on the comeback. Oh, it's a seven-man draft. I guess it doesn't matter that much. Um, okay, he went Perez, so I'm fine with either Erod or Tanaka, so there's no point in me taking pitcher. You can just wait. Infield? No one, everyone has an open infield spot right now, so infielders are about to fly off the board. That's going to make me hold. I'm going to hold, I think, on my outfielder now. Yeah. Mondesi and Merrifield, I love those guys to have a good game today. Oh, do I want Escobar? Oh, man. Who do you think is going to win the home run derby? Who's in it? I haven't seen who's all in. I know uh, Alonzo accepted, right? Oh, gosh. Alonzo makes it a little bit more tricky. I think he accepted it. Home run derby 2019 contestants. It's Yelich, Alonzo, Bell, Cunha, Santana, and Vlad. I not, think it's going to be Vlad. Not Santana. Um, it's hard to not take Yelich, but I, uh, Alonzo, I mean, just like little pop-ups turn into, or can turn into home runs for him. There. Yeah, that guy hit ball far. Oh, Brantley just got sniped, but you already had outfielders anyway. Yeah. Boom. Perfect team. Nailed it. It's going to win everything. I'm going to take uh, – I got to back it up here. One guy I think is going to hit a home run today – uh, Cruz versus Samson. Cruz way down there on the board. I'm taking him. That, that's a 
Cruz and Martinez, if I had to pick two guys at home today. Where do I, where do I go with coffee? Anywhere Explain you want. Explain this to me. I want something cheap. I don't, dr- I don't drink coffee, so I would not be the person you want to talk to coffee about. Where do I go get energy drink? The gas station. The gas station is correct. There you go. All right, guys, we're going to get on out of here. Don't forget, draft, a lot of stuff going on over there. If you like single-entry tournaments, we have the FanDuel single-entry series going. I will drop the link into chat for you guys on that. Um, we've got the sharp side contest for the lock bets. We're giving away 1500 bucks on that as well. So start swiping on sharp side and make sure you click your lock bet in to be on the leaderboard for that and have a good day. Hopefully everyone has their fingers and toes left over from uh, 4th of July. And uh, I guess have a good weekend, everybody. So for Grant, I'm Britt. Thanks for watching. And we out you. Hey, kids. to SharpSide's Top Props. I'm Mangone, and I'm going to be giving you guys four of my favorite props on tonight's MLB slate, including my lock of the night to help you fill out your betting card. Now, let's dive in and get started. First up, we have Mookie Betts, and I have the over on him hitting a home run at plus 275. Now, if you look at Soto on the season, he's not that good. Soto is allowing a 5.63 xFIP. He's giving up a 437 Woba, a 319 ISO, 48% hard hit rate, and allowing an average exit velocity of 93.9 miles per hour to right-handed batters. I expect these Red Sox righties to absolutely crush the pitchers they go up against, especially the Tigers' bullpen, because that bullpen, they're ranked fourth worst in ISO on the season. Looking at Betts' numbers, too, over the last 15 days, he's been really good. Betts has a 207 batted ball distance and an average exit velocity of 93 miles per hour. Everything is lining up here for Betts to crush Soto and the Tigers pitchers. Also, if you look at the Weather Edge tool, we have a 20% boost to home runs right now. Uh, So that's great for the home runs. I expect uh, a lot of Red Sox to have big days, and I think Mookie Betts will be one of them. Next up, we have another home run here, and I am heading over to Freddie Freeman, and I have the over on him in a home run at plus 300. Now, let's just face it, guys. Uh, Yamamoto, he's been extremely lucky this year, and he's not that good. Uh, I'm expecting some uh, you know, negative regression to be coming his way, which means positive regression is going to be coming for those Atlanta bats, right? Uh, I expect them to hit him hard, and they have an implied total of six. So uh, Vegas isn't buying what Yamamoto's done this season. They expect Atlanta to put up some runs tonight. Also, if you look, Freeman against righties this season, he has an ISO of 275, a Woba of 422, and he has a hard hit rate of 53% against righties this season. Yamamoto, you know, yeah, he's pitched well, but if you look at the advanced statistics, uh, he's giving up a hard hit rate of 45.3% and allowing 49% fly balls. Basically, I'm expecting Freddie Freeman to get his bat on the ball. The numbers are expecting it to get on the ball. And if he does, Yamamoto getting up a ton of hard hits, giving up a ton of fly balls. And when that happens, Freddie Freeman goes yard. And I expect him to go yard tonight. 
Also, one more thing that's going his way, the uh, weather's looking nice, right? In Atlanta, it's nice and hot compared to other environments. 87 degrees with the wind blowing out five miles an hour. This just seems like a dream spot for Freddie Freeman, and I think we're getting a really good value at plus 300. Next up, we're going back to Boston, and I'm taking a picture here, and I got the over on five and a half strikeouts at minus 137 for Eduardo Rodriguez. Eduardo Rodriguez, he's grading out so well on this slate. If you just pull up the plate IQ rating, he's ranked third on the entire 13-game slate, and we know why. He's going up against a terrible Tigers team, and one of the reasons why, if you look at plate IQ rating for the hitters, only two players are grading out with a plate IQ rating above 50. I mean, everything is just lining up well there. The pitch types, you know, the matchup, everything is going perfect there for Eduardo Rodriguez. And I just think this line is way too low at five and a half strikeouts. He's already faced them this season. He had seven strikeouts in his first meeting in early April. And like I said, this line, it just feels a bit too low at five and a half. I understand we're giving up a little bit of extra juice at minus 137, but I still like the number even at five and a half strikeouts. And you know, once, once I get to my last pick, you'll see we have all underdogs basically today. You know, all of them are positive uh, juice line. So we'll give a little extra juice here. I'm perfectly okay with that. So liking the over on five and a half strikeouts for Eduardo Rodriguez. All right, guys, before we get to the lock of the night, can you do me one favor here? Please hit the little subscribe graphic on the video and give us a like. Also, I want to know who your favorite props are tonight, guys. So drop them in the comment section below and let's crush tonight. I hinted at this before. We got another positive juiced uh, number here, and we are going with another home run. And I like Nelson Cruz, and I got the over on him banging one out tonight. Now, if you look at the numbers for Samson, he's not that good. If you look, he's got a 4.68 XFIP, which, you know, it's not the best pitcher on the slate and not the worst pitcher on the slate. But if you look at his numbers against righties, he's given up a 382 Woba, a 237 ISO, 49.5% hard hit rate, and a 41.1% fly ball rate. Those aren't great numbers. This is perfectly lining up for Nelson Cruz to do a big-time number here. Uh, if you look at Samson, too, he is only allowing a 5% walk rate to batters. And I love seeing that when I'm looking at pitchers because if he's only giving up 5% walks and I'm trying to, you know, hit a home run, a big-time batter like Nelson Cruz in the lineup won't get walked uh, the majority of the time. So really like that for Nelson Cruz here. Also, the ballpark, it grades out so well for righties. Uh, if you look the Twins, it's one of the better parks for right-handed power. Also, they have an implied total of six. Like I said, everything is just grading out really well here. Also, over the last 15 days, Cruz has been crushing the ball, 95-point mile-per-hour exit velocity and a 216 batted ball distance. It's just everything's grading out really well. Seems like the perfect lock of the night for me. Uh, I'm all in on Nelson Cruz to hit a home run here at plus 245. Thanks a lot for joining me, guys. Don't forget to hit the little subscribe graphic below and let's sweep the board tonight.
what is going on, Grinders? Welcome to the Yahoo uh, Grinders uh, Tournament Edition show. I am here with uh, the newest addition to uh, RG, I believe. Uh, if not one of the newest editions, I think you're the newest. Um, hanging with Mr. Cooper today, Jordan Cooper, Blender HD. Uh, first time doing a show. What's going on, my man? Not much. They haven't given me one of the cool backdrops yet. I feel like I'm so out of place now. Like no, I'm not in that fancy city that you're in. I know. I mean, I mean, this the, the live city, the hustle and bustle right behind me. What city is that? I don't even know. That um, looks like uh, looks like something that you make on Sim City or something. It's actually Boston, but it's a weird uh, a view of it. So when I came to RG, Siege was here still, and he already had the uh, the normal Boston uh, backdrop. So I mean, maybe I should go and, and grab that backdrop. Uh, it's a good idea, actually. But uh, anyway. Oh, sorry. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, producer's in my ear telling me, uh, ordering me around. But uh, here we are. We're going to talk some Yahoo baseball. How was your fourth, first of all? Boring. I didn't do it. My car died. I was, it, it was, it was, I got lucky. I think I got lucky. My wife probably doesn't think I got lucky. Uh, we took separate cars because she was going early uh, to her mother-in-law's and to pick up a friend beforehand. And since, you know, I just hate going up there, just like, oh, you can go up later. And then I started my car and it didn't start. So it uh, turns out my car is dead. So I spent July 4th just basically uh, uh, binge watching Netflix. What you, would you watch? Well, actually, it was I was watching uh, the entire first season of Hotel Impossible. Okay. All which right. I, I like the show. You know, if you know, if you if you know my personality, I like those types of shows where it's like like uh, like kind of a jackass yelling at stupid people. So like bar rescue, you know, kitchen nightmares. You go in and like look at these stupid people. It's kind of my my DFS uh, advice type of strategy. Like you say something that you want to do, and I'll call you stupid. I hear you. Uh, it's, uh, I was just curious if maybe you were uh, firing up Stranger Things if that because uh, I think that came out yesterday or a couple of days ago. Um, anyway, we're here to talk baseball. We've got a nice uh, big loaded slate tonight with tons of pitching, tons of hitting. Uh, I had a pretty good last couple of days on yahoo rough couple of days on DraftKings. i was making uh dumb lineups uh while i was a little bit uh lubricated at a fourth of july party but um that's why we're going to rebound uh sharply today here but uh you know i guess the way we'll uh we'll break down the show is we'll go through pitching then we'll go game by game you know i'll just get a rough overview of where we're kind of look from pitching perspective because that kind of makes her shapes every lineup for yahoo pitching is probably the most important thing on yahoo um so i like to do that first um then we'll go game by game see if any plays stick out to us uh we'll build a lineup at the end take a couple questions sound good sounds good and make sure everyone knows that uh on yahoo now they have best ball best ball drafts which i've, I've never done best ball i i when I see people like in January or February doing best ball drafts, I think that people are like crazy or whatever. And I know it's July and I still think that's true. Like I, even if I were to do best ball drafts personally, I wouldn't do them until like, you know, at least the preseason. But uh, if you want to get ahead, uh, Yahoo has them there. Well, nothing gets me, uh, gets my juices flowing like best ball. I know I saw Brit is here in chat. He's a big best, best ball guy. Um, he knows how much I love it personally but i'm psyched that yahoo has added it um you know yahoo does everything uh great in my book it's kind of my home my home turf for uh for dfs and uh i'm glad that they added this so yeah we'll take care of a little bit of the housekeeping for the promos 
So, like you said, uh, Best Ball is live on Yahoo. Get in there. Um, also got some good contests here. Everyone to join in for tonight. Um, but uh, for the RG, make sure to get that SharpSide app if you don't have it already. But we've got the July SharpSide Street Contest going on here. 1500 and FanDuel credit up for grabs for our longest lock bet streak in July. So uh, make sure you check that out. Also, hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. That really helps us out. Um, so would appreciate that. And also, you can turn on live notifications to uh, let you know when we're going to be going live on shows. I think it's the little bell button um, that's uh, right next to the subscribe button. So make sure to do that. And uh, let's talk a little baseball. So what I'm going to do here is, uh, first of all, the, you know, we've got the high end We've got the high-end pitchers, so I'm going to just crack it up here just to open a lineup just for a second. Um, starting at the top, we have the most expensive, Justin Verlander. On the slate, we've also got options like DeGrom, Kershaw, Granke. Then we've got a pretty stacked mid-tier with uh, good matchups upside in uh, Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, we got Tanaka, who for some reason just owns the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Um, then we've got a potential chalk pitcher who just because he's facing the Marlins and Tehran. And we even got some kind of lower tier stuff with uh, Pomerantz, Martin Perez, Martin Perez. Um, not so much. Not, I'm not going to. I know on uh, some other sites, people are even talking like Aaron Sanchez in a matchup against the uh, Orioles. That's not going to be for me. But um, where are you? How, who, who are you looking to at pitcher at first? Well, I mean, the, the, the favorite pitcher on, on the bottom end of, of the bat chat, if, if you guys are in the Rotor Grinders Discord, uh, that basically Pomerantz is uh, either going to do great. Uh, he's only going to pitch five innings. No matter what he does, he could strike out 800 people. He's still going to do it in 110 pitches in five innings regardless. So on the low end, like if people are going to go to Tehran, especially in GPP, because I think Pomerantz has a higher upside than Tehran, even against the Marlins. And uh, the Marlins bats that are that the lineup that came out, uh, they're going to have a bunch of lefties. At least I'm, I'm, they're, they're the Marlins. It's not great lefties, but we all know that Tehran does uh, struggle against lefties, and they are playing in Atlanta versus playing in Miami. So I'm more inclined if Tehran's going to be 20% owned on Yahoo to play Pomerantz, who may be slightly less owned. Yeah. Um, so typically I'm always looking to try to get the, the top end pitchers at, you know, as high as I can go at first, but you know, we are, I'm assuming you're going to prioritize these Boston bats, right? Well, on Yahoo, I mean, as a, as a GPP player, primarily on Yahoo, I know uh, there's a lot of dumpster diving bats that are always available for like seven, eight bucks. Uh, but so many people do that, that I think I rely more on the fact that the truck on the slate is going to be, Grum and it, on on all sites practically. So if if he's going to be thirty five, forty, even fifty percent owned in a fifteen hundred person contest on a thirteen game slate, like Degrom doesn't have to get shelled. But if he just has an average game, you just get so much leverage points wise by just paying down a little bit at pitcher. I'm not saying going down to Aaron Sanchez, but you know playing playing even Tehran and. Pomerantz together or Eduardo Rodriguez and Pomerantz or something like that to then fit in the better bats. Uh, the floor is lower, but I think the ceiling, your first place win equity is better. But if you're going to choose a top pitcher, 
uh, and you're going to pay for it. I, I think you, you played DeGrom over Verlander. Yep. Uh, it's all about the matchup, right? Like we know the angels don't strike out. They're the, the lowest strikeout team against right-handed pitching. Uh, Verlander was a little shaky with the control in his last start. And De DeGrom has been uh, figuring things out a little bit. I'm going to check out the, uh, we don't have a, um, a Mets starting lineup, do we? No. Uh, is that official? Um, anyway, I was just checking to see if it was going to be Ramos projected or uh, Nito. Yeah, no, no, Ramos is in. No, that, that's the official lineup. All right, so that's a tiny tick of a downgrade. DeGrom somehow has some problems. He's even, like, flirted in the media with saying, like, blaming stuff on Ramos. Hopefully, they figured things out. But for me, it's just obvious that DeGrom is the play. He's been coming on strong. We're going to pull up some plate IQ numbers on him, you know. I mean, he's just an elite pitcher. He's the top arm on the slate. He's, you know, we've got the strikeout upside. We've got the good park, his home park. Um, we've, you know, he's striking out righties at close to a 34% clip, 26% uh, on lefties. You know, there are a couple of lefties that could cause some damage with Harper and Bruce, but they also come with the, the strikeout upside, right? So to me, it's just easy. You plug in DeGrom, he's cheaper than Verlander, and you go from there. I can... You know, Verlander always has upside, even in any matchup. So, um, did have a decent performance against the Angels. Um, wouldn't shock me. I mean, an, any elite pitcher can go out and mow down one of these Angel lineups, one of these Pirates lineups at any time if their stuff is on. But, you know, the median projection is always going to be lower in these matchups. So, for GPP upside, I think Verlander is a great pivot. Um but, you know, I'm probably just going to have DeGrom in every lineup with me personally. Yeah, and I think if you're not going to play DeGrom or Verlander, I don't think you should, you know, playing Granky for 48 bucks, playing Kershaw for 50 bucks. I think you're much better served by going down and playing for two cheaper pitchers, uh, at, at least, you know, maybe in the, in the low 40s, high 30s, rather than, uh, than, yeah, I don't see a build where I'm playing like Granky and Teron together. Like if, if I'm paying 48 for Granky, like I'll I'll go up and pay another six bucks for DeGrom, even if he's gonna be the chalk. Yep. So I'm gonna sort here by plate IQ rating for our pitchers. So um kind of uh, uh he's kind of a higher priced option on Yahoo, but you know, it we have to certainly we have to mention uh let let's let's just dissect Kershaw and um Granky a little bit um this season. Obviously the K stuff is not what it used to be with Kershaw, still very effective real-life pitcher. Um, great matchup against the Padres, right? Would it shock you for him to roll off a really, really strong outing here for a cheaper price than uh, DeGrom or uh, Verlander? Well, for Kershaw, I think I think if, if you're going to play Kershaw, you're playing him because you think Verlander and DeGrom don't do well. Because I don't think Kershaw has the upside at this point, even against the Padres, uh, to, to, to give you, I mean, it's four bucks cheaper. I mean, like, you're not getting, like, what bats extra yeah. are you getting for four bucks that DeGrom's matchup and, and, and Verlander has higher upside. He, Verlander could give up two home runs and still strike out 13. So I'm not all that concerned about, like, run prevention. But to me, Kershaw and Greinke are in more run prevention spots. And if you're going to win a GPP, uh, the only way that you win it with them is – if the Grumman Verlander don't do well, and if they're not going to do well anyway, you might as well pay even cheaper for pitching. Um, well, Granky has flashed some upside, right? Um, really? 
I mean, well, just put up – they just flashed it uh, some six-strikeout game, seven-inning pitch against the, uh, the six Giants. Six is upside? Is that is that what we're getting to, where six Ks are upside? Uh, I mean, he's he's definitely – he's hit 10, 10 Ks on the season. Um, he's flashed, you know, seven Ks pretty regularly. It's all about matchup against the Rockies here. So the Rockies on the road are just a different animal. They K with the best of them, and they just don't do much damage. Now, this is – the caveat here is for some reason they just own Granky. Um, have you seen him in there? Like, so he's faced them three times in his last start. He, he put up a nice 5.1 uh, Yahoo fantasy points. Um, two K's only got six K's in the, the time before that in cores, um, which actually is quite impressive. Um, and then uh, a four K in cores again. So this will be the second time outside of cores here, but, from a match he's forty-eight dollars, but he's forty-eight dollars. I I hear you, I hear you, but uh, wouldn't shock me if any of the, if these guys. I mean, on any other slate, I'd be looking at these guys as as I want them in my lineups for sure. So I think there's some merit there if uh, one of these guys have a bad game. To to these guys all make good pivots. Now, obviously, a, a better pivot maybe for strikeout upside. Well, I'll hear your thoughts on this. Would be uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Erod. Um, for my uh, my Boston Red Sox here, and that this is all about matchup, right, against uh, Detroit? Right, well, Detroit is strikeout happy. I mean, that's why I look at the $2 difference. Like, I'll, t- I'll take Erod playing against Detroit. Now, the Detroit bats are cheap. So, like, if Erod is going to be somewhat owned, uh, enough owned, which I don't think on Yahoo, maybe more so on, like, FanDuel or something, that I'll play the Detroit bats against him, but... Like if if you're thinking about playing Granky or Kershaw, I think it's better to play Erod against Detroit. For if you hey, Chris, if you think six Ks is upside, then then why not against the Tigers? Come on, the Tigers are six Ks in one one round of the at bat. I hear you, but the Rockies can just outside of cores are are just horrendous. So there could be more upside there. Now he's he's been getting you know his. Swinging strike stuff is definitely not something that I'm excited about, but he's still a really fabulous real life pitcher and I can get behind that. But I, I obviously I'm, we're not playing real life, anything we're playing daily fantasy. I hear you. I hear you. I like Erod. I like the spot for Erod. I actually, he's my number. He's my third favorite pitcher on the slate. My favorite pitcher is DeGrom. My second favorite, believe it or not, is going to be down on the lower end. Uh, it's going to be Martin Perez. So I wanted to hear your thoughts before I give my little spiel on him. Uh, I probably agree with everything you're going to say about Martin Perez, other than that Minnesota game looks very sketchy weather-wise. Correct. So we'll have to wait and see with Roth. Um, have you been – you get burned by the weather yet uh, with uh, Ronaldo Lopez or uh, that night, Ronaldo Lopez, uh, Boyd night? No, no, I, I got burned by Ronaldo Lopez when he actually pitched. Yeah, I got burned. <laughs> I got burned twice. I, I got burned with the weather. Then when he actually pitched, uh, not not my best uh, days. So um, anyway, so let's let's go down to this Texas game. So this is Texas outside on the road. You know, high strikeout matchup against the left-hander, and you know Perez has. Came out the gates hot this season. Looked like a completely different pitcher. Has found some a new pitch. Found uh, some increased velocity. Then is then he started to uh, tail off and had some bad starts and turn into the old uh, Martin Perez that we knew. 
and his velocity had ticked way down. However, in his last start, he touched close to 97 in velocity. He was up um, back to his uh, his normal levels where he was succeeding. So maybe that's a good sign. Maybe that's a thing. But really, it's all about strikeouts and the lefty-lefty matchup that suppresses most of the power here. Um, and it's outside of Texas. But if you look here just on, on plate IQ, look at this. Uh, um, let's just do for 2019 just to see what these K percentage is. I mean, this is, this is a lineup that's 27% striking out a 27% clip. And this is a lineup without Odor in it. Once you put him in, that's uh, the, hot, the, 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 the best July hitter in the game. Oh, he's going to hell strike. I know he had two no, he's, he's, the only, he's the only, he's only good in July for like his career. For, you have um, enough of a sample size for that? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm confident in my sample size. <laughs> Extremely. So, yeah. Um, you know, no, I get I, the Perez play. The, the, the issue that I have with the weather is that if Roth would say this is playing, don't worry about it, I think 33 bucks for Martin Perez is great. I, I, I would actually play him more the more that Roth at least thinks that the game is going to go because I think people would be afraid of it. But if it looks way sketchy, like it's a 13-game slate, I'm not, I'm not going to – like Martin Perez doesn't have – he doesn't. I don't know if he has six strikeout upside uh, to, for it to be worth it for to risk a zero. So really, to me, it depends on you know six fifteen, six thirty Eastern, seeing what we think about this game. Because if he can get five innings out of Martin Perez, I, I mean that's great. And if people are going to be scared of the weather, that's even better. It lowers the ownership. But if it's going to be anything other than that, like I'll play Pomerantz. I'll play. I'll hell. I'll I'll play a pitcher that I know is at least going to pitch. And I'll deal with the consequences later. Yeah. So I mean, the the last the last blurb, at least at least that's up there. This was obviously early the, this morning. Was a fairly likely late start and play. I would not fade this game. That's what what Roth said. So if I'm going by that and things you know have shaped up a little better, to me this is this is the spot. This is the price. This is the matchup. Um, if I want to get, you know, these high end bats in, which I'm going to want to do. I mean, we're going to want to pay for these Red Sox, and this is the easiest way to do it now there are other pivots like you said there's drew pomerantz i don't i mean man, come on I, you don't I, believe in palm come on i, I think he's terrible um doesn't now, matter if he's we're not playing real life we're playing fantasy he's correct. gonna strike out 10 in five innings while walking four and giving up three runs i'll take it for that price i mean the, he did that in one matchup against uh colorado on the road and uh i would certainly take uh Frankie um, over, over Pomerantz any day, obviously the price is a little different. So it's not a, apples to apples comparison here, but Drew Pomerantz is awful. In my opinion, um, the bat loves this guy religiously. The bat ro- recommends him religiously. He's going to pop. So I get it. He's not someone I'm going to be playing period. Um, especially against a right headed, right handed heavy lineup, um, that he's going to be facing tonight. Granted, they they haven't been performing so well, but uh, I just I just can't. I, I get the ballpark, I, the strikeout upside. This is not. It's not. It's not real. You're talking about Granky's strikeout upside, and Pomerantz has struck out double digits in the past two games. Yeah, it's not real. This guy. It's not real. It never no, happened. It, it 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 happened. It was a fluke. It was lucky. It happened. twice. It was lucky twice. Yes, correct. Well, that's not a big sample size. Okay, I get it. But uh, I mean, I'd be I, I 
I'd be happy to play you in head to head with uh, with you. I'll tell you, I'm playing Martin Perez, and you can play Drew Pomerantz. I'd be happy. Um, but uh, anyway, so from some pivots outside of that, who else are we kidding? Who else are we considering on the slate? Well, uh, let's talk the- about Tanaka a little bit. Oh really? We have to talk about Tanaka. I mean, we're, we're we're we'll get to the to the to the gross chalk play in a minute. Well, Tanaka. I mean, I think he's too expensive on all sites. I mean, especially DraftKings. But I mean, yeah, against the Tampa Bay. But I mean, you're paying forty five bucks. I'd I'd rather play Granky for three dollars more. Like I just don't see where. So you like Granky? Well, I know I don't like Granky. I just don't like Tanaka. I don't care. Oh, great. He's great against the Rays. Like, what's that say? Like, don't give me that that BS that, like, oh, he had two good games against the Rays, and then Pomerantz's two good games, that they're fictional. So so I hope that's not your take. Uh, I hate I hate Drew Pomerantz, so I'm completely biased in this. You know, he came over the Red Sox. He was god-awful. So uh, I will – I just I just don't believe in him at all. Um, but that's neither, neither here nor there. But Tanaka – it's hard to, to ignore what this guy has, has done against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays this season. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll play the numbers and I'll, you know, I don't really care in the matchup and I don't really care about past performance, but he did throw up 48 fantasy points in his last game in Yankee stadium. He did face them three times. He, the lowest he's put up was 27 fantasy points, put up 32 in the time before that. This is a team that strikes out at a, at a high clip. Yes, they are. They've, performed pretty well this season but uh it's a good ballpark he's definitely in play for gpps for me i think there's upside there personally well i mean looking at the line i mean he's going to be facing i mean yeah it's a weak lineup i mean i know brosseau has been doing well they'll have nate low batting fifth so i mean i get your point that it's a weaker lineup but and a good ballpark just that i i i can't pay 45 bucks for tanaka when you have kershaw five dollars more like are you gonna are you gonna play Tanaka with Degrom? Because then you can't play you can't buy bats. So you, if you're gonna play Tanaka, you're playing Tanaka and Martin Perez. You can always buy bats on Yahoo. Okay, so oh, so 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 what in what situation are you playing Tanaka instead of any of the other pitchers? Uh, as a great pivot off of uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. A who, pivot off of I thought Eduardo Rodriguez was the pivot off of someone else. Now he so let's 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 sort let's see what uh, Jimino has for ownership here. Uh, let's see. So well, there's there are there are there are there are a couple pivots. So Degrom is obviously the high price one. Then, then he's got Tehran at sixteen percent. Um, let's see where he's got you. He's got Erod right there too at fourteen percent. Tanaka's definitely going to be low lower owned for sure. Yeah, T- Tanaka down at six percent. Definitely someone that that can win you a GPP tonight, in my opinion. That's what I'm saying. But you wouldn't rather just take Kershaw at ten percent owned for five bucks more against the Padres. Uh, I mean, you can. I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I don't believe in Tanaka. I'm from New York. I don't believe in him. All right, make that excuse. Let's say I'm from New York. I've seen him pitch. I, I don't believe in him. Uh, I think there's a lot of upside there. Um, all right, now any of these. So get in. Sell me on uh, Tehran because uh, you're you you you're a you use the bat, correct? Yeah. I'm sure you're going to like Tehran, right? Because of the matchup. Well, yeah, it's the Marlins. I mean, that's that's really all you have to say. It's the Marlins. And Tehran's 39 bucks. And I don't I don't necessarily – does he have six strikeout upside? Because uh, obviously that's the standard now. 
Uh, against the Marlins, I mean, yeah, I mean, Alfaro's in the lineup, so that's four right there. Uh, but, I mean, ultimately, Ter- I, I think Tehran's a bad pitcher, but he's facing the Marlins, and he's under 40 bucks on Yahoo, and I'd rather play Martin Perez for 33. Yes. Uh, if, if, that, if that game goes and there's no problems, I'd rather pair DeGrom and Martin Perez and be done with it, not even have to deal with Pomerantz. But, uh, but I think Tehran's going to be popular on Yahoo because – Typically, pitchers that face the Marlins are always popular. And I could totally see Tehran only striking out four, pitching five, 100 pitches. He gets Babbitt, seven hits. You know, like, it's not an awful game, but it's not a game that you want to have for 39 bucks. Yeah, I just think there's more upside for uh, Martin Perez. I think we're both in agreement there. So there is no way that I – if Roth gives us the go-ahead in this game. There, I'm just putting this out. There's no way I'm playing Tehran over Martin Perez. On other sides, I think on DraftKings, Tehran at 6,600 is Pricing much more of a play. Yep. Yeah, correct, correct. But we're here to talk Yahoo. Um, all right, so um, we've, we've gone through pitches. So any other plays out there? Well, someone in the chat mentioned Austin Voth, and uh, I, he, he's a much more – he's a better value on Yahoo – I'm I'm already like planning on stacking the Royals on DraftKings, so so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play Voth in Yahoo. Yeah, I played Voth in his last start. Um, didn't work out so well for me in the end. There's just not any K upside with this guy. Um, I think there's a there's a lot of risk there in that play. I get it, but uh, definitely not someone I'm going to be going to. Let me just see if uh, Jamino's got. Anyone else that I'm missing here? Oh, so let's talk Dylan Bundy a little bit. Dylan Bundy, thirty-five bucks. There's K upside here. There's there's also five. There's six home run given up ups. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you see you see that Toronto total? That Toronto total's almost up to six now. I just want to check something on him um, from a, a hard contact perspective that that stuck out to me the last time he was on a slate. I just want to see what happened. Yeah, but do you see that the Blue Jays have a 5.7 run total? Are you going to play the pitcher against them? Yeah, they just they just beat up uh, Chris Sale. Right, so you can't you can't play Bundy. Oh, this is what happens in DFS, my friend. Chris Sale blows up against them, and then a guy like Bundy comes in and mows them all down. This is this is how DFS works. You didn't you're not you're not privy to that. Oh, so so the sample size matters when you make the point, but not when yes. I make the point. Correct. Okay, okay, I get it. That's fine. That's fair. Okay. Uh, Dylan Bunny, 27% hard contact on the season. I just can't believe that. Uh, the home run to fly ball is high, as usual. He's very home run prone. Um, the Sierra ERA right in line. Um, I mean, it's it's 25. he's got a 25% K percentage. The swing strike rate is certainly there. This is a team that you catch him on the wrong day he can uh, load up on a bunch of uh k's so this is someone that i play in gpps but that's about it right i mean i take a look at the blue jays lineup grichik's out of the lineup so now you're missing three k's you got five lefties in there and danny jansen's batting fifth and that's a guaranteed three yeah. home run game yeah the hottest hitter in the six homers in his last seven games i believe right so how do you play bundy against that and i'm so let's talk about that i'm pretty upset about that i play this guy religiously and somehow i've missed out on every one of these homers have you been you gotten any do you load them up against chris hill no no absolutely not and i didn't play him last night either i mean like 
it, it's punt catchers. I mean, the reason why we all played Danny Jansen in the past is because he was just perpetually priced at 2100. And it's just like, well, he's better than Jeff Mathis. So why don't, why don't I just play him? It's kind of like, you know, I see that on a site like Yahoo and DraftKings, not so much on FanDuel. But, I mean, that's the only reason. Like, we would not be talking about Danny Jansen, like, missing out on him if he was just normally priced at, like, 3500 every slate. Now it just so happens that he's that he's hitting well. Yeah, but I that guy was, like, my highest-owned player for the entire season. And yet I've missed every one of his home runs. And it's... It You've makes- also missed every one of Drew Pomerantz's good games. I have. <laughs> I definitely, I think I may have caught one of them a little, but no, I, I don't play this guy. Um, I actually go heavier when the bat recommends him, um, thinking that uh, I'm going to, I'm going to beat the bat, but uh, it didn't work out in the last couple. Anyways, neither here nor there. Let's go game by game. Try to see some bat um, hitting spots here. Um, I'll do a quick refresh. Um, first of all, the, the RG Limes page is awesome. If people aren't using it, but um, I love how now they've incorporated ownership projected ownership into it. So just makes it real easy to just kind of pick out players, see pricing. Um, but uh, first game, we've got uh, Brewers, Pirates, Stephen Brault, uh, two two pretty bad pitchers here in my opinion, correct? Ten and a half uh, run total. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at obviously against Brault, uh, highlight the, the Milwaukee righties. And I know Braun's out of the lineup, but I mean, you got Aguiar there at minimum priced at seven bucks. The only problem with Aguiar that uh, you always have to be concerned about is that uh, he's a big pitch hit risk. Yep. So uh, hopefully you get a home run in the first three at bats. But outside of that, I mean, this is a team that outside of Yelich, I mean, you could play three or four of these guys on Yahoo. And I mean, they're underpriced. Kane is underpriced. Kiora, I think 13 bucks is, is, is fine against the lefty. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't play Saladino or Arcia, but, and then Grandel obviously filling a catcher spot with some power. Uh, You know, I'm, Definitely, I know it's a ballpark downgrade for the Brewers, but Peralt is not a good pitcher, and the Pirates' bullpen sucks. Um, Peralt is, is awful, in my opinion, but uh, it really struggles with varieties. 377 Wova against, um, you know, the the value hit number is, is shockingly low for him, 3.5% value hit number, which is crazy, so I might do a little more digging. But, um, you know, low strikeout guy, um, against right-handed batters, and we've got, like you said, you know, obviously Kane is just too cheap leading off. Um, plus, he's got you know some good bats behind him, so there's there's you know a lot of equity there with uh, once he gets on of getting him in. Um, Aguilar is just cheap and allows you to do pretty much whatever you want on Yahoo for a punt. And when I take a punt on Yahoo, what I'm looking for is a home run. That's all I want. So that's. Isn't that it's an easy game? All I'm really looking for is strikeouts for my pitchers and home runs for my batters. Pretty easy, right? Right. It's so easy to do on a nightly basis. Yes. Um, all right. Well, anybody, well, we got to mention Josh Bell uh, for GPPs. 22 bucks. Going to be hard to fit in with uh, unless you, you know, take a couple of these mid range pitching options, but uh, it's hard to ignore what he's doing, correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, he, he's one of the best hitters in the game now. Uh, first baseman, I mean, if you're not going to punt down with Aguiar, I mean, I don't, I don't see on this slate like must-have first baseman, I guess. I mean, uh, so if you can fit him in, I mean, Zach Davis is not a good pitcher. But uh, I don't see this with the Pirates' salaries. Like, this is a team where you take three of them. Like, I, I, 
the, the pirates are much better priced on other sites, but even then, like they've been doing well and they've been pricing these guys up and there's much better plays than playing a seventh hitting Kevin Newman shortstop at 17 bucks. Yes. Uh, I agree. Um, so, you know, for me, it's Josh Bell and tournaments and that's all. And it's, I like these brewer bats just because of their pricing. Let's move it on over to the next game. Uh, Royals at nationals, 10 and a half total. Um, it's going to be, uh, looks to be pretty hot and humid in uh in washington uh do we have any weather issues potential there that's washington there could be no weather and it's still an issue yep uh and roth gets roth really hates uh talking about washington games he gets so scared uh and rightfully so um but anyway it's i do like okay i'm not a believer in austin voth at all um i've watched a couple of his games pretty closely and uh i'm off of him and I like some of these prices here. I mean, Mondesi at 14 bucks for shortstop looks pretty good to me. Um, Jorge Soler is uh, 17 bucks, but has been, you know, what does he have? 23 homers on the season has been mashing all season. Hunter Dozier. I mean, there's some sneaky upside here to this Royals Royals lineup. Well, as you said, if you're hunting strikeouts and home runs, they're all in the Royals lineup. Yes, they they're are. Get strikeouts or home runs. Yep. Um, and you, you know, you get some, get some steel upside with Montessi and Whit Merrifield. So, um, I think they're in play for me. Um, who are your favorite plays from this game? Well, I mean, shortstop, I mean, I want to fill that spot. So Montessi would be the number one choice on, uh, on the Royals. And then on the, the national side, I, I mean, Jan Gomes is your punt catcher. I think, I mean, if you're going to play cash on Yahoo, I mean, minimum priced, he does, he has a, Good fly ball rate, and Brad Keller doesn't strike anyone out pretty much. So I could see playing him. Soto seems a bit overpriced, but if if you believe in the Nationals, I mean, you could play. Eat, I mean, even Eaton at fourteen bucks. I mean, we have on this slate we have Chris Davis coming up for Oakland facing Kikuchi for fourteen bucks. There's no way I'm playing Eaton. So just like, it's not that I love the Royals. It's just like I like the Royals' pricing, and I don't hate the Nationals. It's just that I hate the Nationals' pricing. Correct. Um, I mean, obviously, Brad Keller, someone we would like to pick on, uh, pricing permitted. So, like you said, um, I mean, Rendon, you can play Rendon always just because he's an elite hitter. Um, so, I can see that. Let me just double his price. I mean, it's 20 bucks. That's kind of discounted for him. Um, so, and, you know, third base is kind of tough tonight, to be honest with you. So, Rendon is someone I could definitely get behind. Um yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jan Gomes for a punt, I do like uh, some other catchers better, personally, um, uh, spending a little couple more dollars, um, so we'll get to that in a little bit, but when we get to the game, but uh, yeah, that's it for me, um, but I am gravitating towards some of these Royals bats, uh, especially with that Nats bullpen, too, and uh, Voth on the hill, this is like the one this is the best game. This is this is the time to strike against uh, the Nationals if you're going to be playing bats against them. Um, all right, Orioles, Blue Jays, next game, 10-and-a-half uh, run line. Like we, we've already talked, touched a little on Dylan Bundy. Uh, Aaron Sanchez might get some love on some of the other sites, but uh, any bats here? Pricing well, is kind of tough. The pricing isn't tough for the Blue Jays. Yeah, on the Orioles' side. And the, like, or, the Orioles will have, have much more exposure on DraftKings than on Yahoo!, but the Blue, Jay, uh, Blue Jays will have every. I mean, now that Guriel is not in the lineup, I know he's a great bat, but he's the most expensive bat in the lineup. Like, stacking these guys, 
I mean, outside of uh, having to choose between Biggio and Sogard, which to me is the easiest decision you can make, which means that I'll take Biggio and Sogard will hit the home run because that's what always seems to happen. Uh, I think I'll be uh, most exposed to the Blue Jays out of any team on the entire slate, uh, even though you, I'm just relying on the fact that it's a 5.7 total and Dylan Bundy has home run problems. And if we want to pick off home runs, I'll take four of these guys and hopefully get, you know, I'm obviously getting three out of Jansen. So if I could get a couple more out of, out of Vlad or Biggio, Smoke, Galvis, you know, I could fit a nice little, little tight, solid, like two to six stack on, on, on either a Yahoo or DraftKings. Yeah. Um, Guerrero is going to be a, the popular third play, uh, base play just because of he's just kind of in that mid range. She's $15 has home run upside has not quite performed to what we expect. Is this a guy you, you continue to roll out? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing as Danny Jansen. It's like, Danny Jansen and Robinson Cano. And then when Travis Shaw's up, you got to play him. It yeah. seems like we never do that with Chris Davis, like the, with the C, because yeah. he it just, it doesn't matter that he's 2,400. We're not filling a first base spot with him, but uh, yeah, it's very similar there. Uh, $15 on Yahoo is a, a little bit more so than like just a minimum price play, but uh, against a fly ball pitcher, uh, I, and a 5.7 implied total, like if I don't think there's anyone cheaper than him that's worth playing. There's more. I mean, I'd rather play Rendon or Donaldson or even Chapman. But if I need the money, like 15 bucks for a guy that could hit a home run, uh, batting third in a good lineup, why not? Uh, Orioles right up there with uh, one of the worst bullpens um, to attack. They're fourth in uh, XFIP on the season. Granted, they don't have uh, Dan Straley to weigh that number down anymore uh which is a sad thing for all of us but uh the 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 bullpens to attack are tigers nationals uh and orioles so uh, i already gave you my spiel on liking some of the kc bats but um orioles i think makes for um a low owned i hate to say it but high upside stack against the blue jays here just because it's aaron sanchez and um not the greatest bullpen behind them and a, a pen that's been uh, heavily used um, lately. So um, let's, we're running, you know, I'm definitely slower. I'm not used to hosting these shows, but I'm trying my best here to get through it. So we'll try to move a little quicker through these games. Next game is Phillies uh, at the Mets. You know, we're not, we're not touching bats against DeGrom, correct? We like DeGrom. Yeah. And a 13 game slate day, I see no reason to, to play the one against him. You could find, if you want a cheaper, lower owned player or something, find another game, not against him. Um, Mets side, Vincent Velasquez, uh, rolled off a few nice starts, has some decent numbers because he's been pitching out of the bullpen and he's faced the Marlins in his last spot. But this is a guy I have no problem attacking. I agree with you. I like the prices better on DraftKings and Yahoo. Obviously, Cano sticks out at nine bucks. You're going to punt down at second base. Definitely take him. I, you could take uh, Conforto one off, but at 16 bucks, it's not all that appeal. Like I like the Mets tonight. I just don't like the prices here. Um, yeah, there's some good good uh, plate IQ rating numbers for uh, for these Mets lefties here. So Conforto, I mean, I like that. That I think that's a good good one off play um, just for a sixteen dollar for a home run upside. Uh, and obviously Pete Alonso. I mean, what's he what's he priced? Twenty seven bucks. Let's look. Twenty three. Twenty three. I mean, yeah, but I'd rather play Josh yeah, Bell at 22. Exactly. I hear you. Uh, I, I won't be playing him, but I wouldn't knock anybody for playing him. Um, and the, this Phillies 
bullpen uh, struggles too um, as well. So uh, next game, uh, the Red Sox chalk of the night against the Tigers. Against uh, it's Soto on the hill. Um, we didn't get uh, – it was going to be Carpenter, but they've uh, moved to Soto. But it's Soto and our horrendous bullpen. So uh, who are the plays? All of them? I, I, my question to you is how are you playing them all? Yeah, you, you, you got to go down. You got to go – you got you to gotta play Pomerantz and Martin Perez, right? Right. See, that, I'm going to make you play Pomerantz if you want to get these bats in. I'm not playing Pomerantz. There's no chance. Um but, uh, I mean, you can – so you're going to have to use some of the value that's spread out. I mean, you can – and uh, with Martin Perez, it's not hard to get Mookie and J.D., and those are the two bats that you want. Um, Devers and the lefty-lefty. Devers can hit lefties, um, but you're not paying $27 for him to, to, uh, to hit lefties. Uh, Xander, um, I probably am not going to get to because of the price, but uh, as far as stacks go and putting down on pitcher, I mean, you should definitely be including them. Christian Vasquez is one of the hottest hitting catchers in the league. I mean, right behind Danny Jansen, right? Um, and uh, Michael Chavez uh, has a monster home run upside, you know, anytime he's uh, on the field. So gets the platoon advantage, the bad bullpen uh, did, did Homer yesterday. Um, you know, he just picked the home runs and uh and move on um any uh any contrarian uh tiger bats against uh erod i mean castellanos against uh a lefty no i like these if you're gonna if you're gonna if you don't trust an erod like these bats are cheap like on, on yahoo i mean you're gonna have to pick between biggie and dixon and typically i sided with dixon but i mean you could i mean it's kind of hard to stack but i mean you could take three of these guys you could take castellanos dixon candelario you could take Hicks at a minimum price catcher spot. I mean, on a 13-game slate, I'm not necessarily inclined to play four Tigers in a Yahoo lineup, but I wouldn't put it past you only because they're really cheap. And Erod is – it's not like Erod is not known for, you know, walking five guys and giving up two bombs out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, usually when I play them. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to the Yankees Rays. Um, I've already given a little spiel and I like Tanaka here as a low owned GPP upside play. Um, this game in general is low total. It's uh, Brennan McKay, top prospect um, who lit it up in the minors, uh, certainly performed very well in his first start. Um, didn't flash a ton of the strikeout upside, but there are strikeouts to be had, although there's a ton of danger against this uh, Yankees lineup. Um, are you looking to any of any, uh, this game for any bats there are some cheap plays on uh on the uh, tampa side yeah if anything like i think people don't understand that the that the yankee team total is much lower than you would expect for this yankee team they're playing in tampa which is a big ballpark downgrade and the prices they, they haven't gotten cheaper so to me I, I cross off all the yankees and i would virtually cross off it, i mean i hate tanaka but i typically don't pick on tanaka i could see taking uh, you could take a power bat against him, but the guys, I mean, I don't want to pay $17 for Tommy Pham. Austin Meadows at eight bucks would be the most appealing yeah, he's, guys he's, a one-off. He's going to be pretty popular tonight. He just, cause he fills out the the lineup for eight bucks guy leading off um, who's hit well this season. He's uh, struggled as of late, but uh, someone you can definitely play against Tanaka for $8. Yeah. That's, that's about all I like. I just don't like the pricing. Um, moving on. All right. Uh, next game. 
uh, Marlins at Braves. I'll let you uh, – any any uh, bats you're uh, looking to here? I think the popular option of the Braves is going to be Donaldson, 18 bucks at third base. Uh, I mean, obviously, you can play Freddie Freeman. I mean, uh, Yamamoto is – I mean, he had two good starts, but against weak lineups, I don't trust him at all. I don't think he's that good of a pitcher. So, uh, playing in Atlanta in the hot, in the heat, in the humidity there, I mean – I have no problem playing McCann against. I don't. I have no problem. Albies is batting second. You can play him at second base. I mean, these. I think outside of Donaldson, everyone else would kind of be a GPP play. And then on the Marlins side, if you don't believe in Tehran, uh, I mean, these guys are. I mean, you're going to the dollar store now. So I mean, if you want to stack the, you want to stack Grand the lefties, Granderson, Walker, Riddle, or something like that, you could do that and add like five Boston bats and still be able to pay up for pitch. Yep. Um, I've seen uh, that uh, Walker is popping just because it's a kind of a weird uh, third base position and he's min price um, in some uh, projections, probably not going to be uh, I'm not a guy I'm playing, but I don't hate it. Um, Granderson, you know, that that's another thing is the, the pinch hit risk uh, for him, but you know, those, those are some high equity at bats against Tehran. Uh, for a cheap price uh, in that ballpark with this hitting weather. So I can get behind that as too. And that's pretty much all I'm looking at. All right. um, Next game, uh, Angels Astros. We're not loading. We're not, we're not touching any of these uh, Astros against uh, Verlander. Well, I mean, you could always play, you you could, you could find a way to play trout no matter what. Correct. I won't, but I mean, because only because it's a 13 game slate, I'd rather pick someone else. Uh, but I wouldn't put it past you to play him. I mean, Verlander has, has – look, he's given up. He's one of the top three given up home runs this year. Yep. So Verlander – and Verlander could have 15 strikeouts and still give up three home runs. So if you want to pick out a, a power bat, I mean, I'm not – don't take Jonathan Lucroy, but, I mean, you could you could take Otani, Trout. You could have one of them. I wouldn't yeah, it would be Otani, Trout, or Calhoun. Right. Yep. All right, uh, and then these Astro bats. So Jose Altuve is certainly playable for fifteen bucks um, against uh, Ramirez and uh, the real uh, bulk guy uh, Felix Pena. Yeah, I mean, I think on the Astro side, Altuve and Brantley would be the the two plays. I mean, Alvarez twenty seven dollars. I know. <laughs> but but on draft, like if you see, like apparently, like the the Yahoo pricing team, like is battling against the DraftKings pricing team because the DraftKings pricing team. Are making it out that uh, the that Felix Payne is a great pitcher because they're all priced down. Really, um, so that's uh, that's a good spot to load up on them tonight. Um, and uh, I'm just looking at pricing here. Yeah, I can't believe he's twenty seven dollars. That's crazy. Forty six hundred on DraftKings though. Yeah, I mean I'd play him on uh, DK. Right. Um, but he's more expensive than Springer. How is that? He's itching, to, he's itching to hit and not get into uh, bat and cores too. Um, all right, uh, next game, uh, Rangers Twins. This is where uh, I like my catcher batting cleanup for 12 bucks. Mitch Garver against uh, Samson. Um, what are some of these bats that uh, you like? I think the better bats are on the on the Minnesota side, obviously. I think Samson's a much better pitcher than people give him credit for, but I don't give him that much credit. Uh, so, like, I, I still I, – you actually kind of want to play the righties against Samson more than the lefties. You take a look at uh at, yeah. at his pitch profile, so I think that I, the problem is the pricing. It's like I'd love to play Nelson Cruz, but he's twenty two dollars, and I, I could see I could you could play C J. Crone, 
uh, at first base if you want. But I mean, the, to me, the best option is what you mentioned, Garver at 12 bucks batting cleanup. Uh, and then Polanco at shortstop because it's a scarce position. But the main problem in this game, as we said before with Martin Perez, is the weather. And obviously in a game that may have a delay, I'm more likely to roster the bats uh, than the pitcher who may come out. Uh, but still, like if, if this has any PPD risk, like I'm more likely, like no one stand, like I don't have to play Mitch Garver. I could, I could for a dollar more, I could play Danny Jansen. So I don't have to worry. I don't have to risk this. Yeah. Once I get the go ahead from Roth, which I'm expecting, Garver is an absolute lock for me at catcher tonight uh, on Yahoo. Um, so I will be locking him in. Um, so you're going to lose to Danny Jansen again? Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I, I will. And that's exactly what will happen. Um, all right. Rockies, Diamondbacks. Since uh, you hate Granky so much, are you going to want to play any of these uh, Rocky bats? Not at these prices. These are Coors prices. What, what, I, I mean, Arenado looks cheap at 16 bucks, But, I mean, I righty-righty against Granky, who doesn't, like, really walk anyone outside of Coors. Like, I... I don't like Granky, not because I, I love the Rockies. I just don't want to pay $48 for four strike counts. Yeah, six. But, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, let's look at the other. So, Senzatella, certainly uh, someone that we can attack. Um, not the greatest pitcher. He's the he's the course pitcher I always look to attack. Um, he's outperformed on the road this season, but someone we can certainly attack uh, here. And uh, his numbers against lefties are – pretty bad so we would certainly look to guys from you know if salary wasn't a thing i mean we could certainly fire up uh peralta um Marte, dyson uh, might get the leadoff spot here um, right actually peralta's not in the lineup he is not okay what do we got for a lineup here dyson okay. Marte, escobar walker jones lamb ahmed avila don't mind uh dyson for 11 bucks leading off um i don't mind uh, i i could i could I could get behind a stack of this team. No, no, I, I think it's it's what what they call in the biz the sneaky snack, and uh, it's certainly playable here on Yahoo with uh, yes. Adam Jones kind of anchoring it at nine bucks. Um, certainly uh, hasn't been performing as as after his hot start to the season, um, but uh, yeah, I like this pricing. Marte is overpriced, but uh, we can and twenty one bucks is playable, so that's a, that's a good sneaky snack. I like that. Um, all right, Padres, Dodgers. Any bats here in this game? Uh, you could always make the case of taking a one-off bat against Kershaw for for a bomb. I just don't like the price. It's like one of those things where I don't like the prices. Like, I'm not I'm not paying twenty dollars, twenty one dollars for Manny Machado or Tatis. Like, they didn't price these guys down. And the guys at the bottom of the lineup, I don't want to play. So I think the best bat in the entire game probably will be Chalky on Yahoo. Is going to be uh, Kiki Hernandez. If he leads off uh, at shortstop at eight bucks. Yeah, if he gets in there, um, that's a that's a good price. Um, Oakland, Seattle, Chris Davis uh, coming back from a little bit of a hand injury uh, has certainly cooled off. Um, Fourteen bucks though against Kikuchi with the platoon. Sign me up. Yep, exactly. I sign me up for Chapman. Sign me up for any of these righties. Now I, they're too expensive, I think, to stack, and they're all outfield eligible in the middle of the order, but like, if you want, I think semi in at 18 bucks is a little overpriced, but to me, you could play any righty against Kikuchi and you have home run potential. Yep. And, uh, and a bad bullpen um, waiting behind Kikuchi. So this is a, a team that can 
pop off a bunch of home runs here if things uh, start going right. So uh, I think that's a high upside stack here. Um, and then let's uh, take it over to the uh, close it out with the St. Louis at uh, your boy uh, Pomerantz. Well, obviously, I'm not playing any Cardinals bats against Pomerantz. I'm going to have to load up uh, all these Cardinals bats in this tough ballpark. God, I hate playing Cardinals bats. Um, all right, Goldie is still 11 bucks. Uh, he's actually come up a little bit in price. Uh, was just nine. Uh, someone you could certainly play uh, in in cash games and whatever for uh, eleven bucks here. I mean, are you off the Goldie Goldie train, or are you getting burned by him every game with like I am? No, I, I you take a look at the Cardinals and you see what who what picture they're facing, and you go and you look at their prices, and you go, I could play five of these guys for the price of like one Jordan Alvarez. And like, why aren't I doing that? And then you do it. They score three runs, but the stack doesn't do anything. So what does it matter? But like if, to punt at first base, I mean, the fact that we're calling Paul Goldschmidt a punt. Seems and with, uh, against, a, against a lefty too. Right. Yeah, ballpark for sure. But uh, other than I think that. Pomerantz, I think Pomerantz strikes out too many people, even for this righty heavy Cardinal team that I wouldn't even stack them. But I mean, you could, you could play any any of these guys as valid as valid as a as a one off. My favorite right. bet in the game is actually on the Giants. I like Brandon Belt against the go to Hudson. I'm going on record. I'm saying that the uh, the Cardinals put up six plus runs here tonight. Um, okay, uh, who was it? Uh, who was your favorite bet here? The guy who won you the all the money? Oh, I don't know. now now he's expensive. Well, at sixteen bucks for Alex Dickerson is a little when he was when he was thirty one hundred on on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to pay 16 bucks for it, but $13 for Brandon Belt. Like, so I, that's why I take a look at this game and I go, like, for two bucks more than Goldie, I'll play Belt leading off against Hudson rather than uh, going up against uh, Cy Pomerantz. All right. Uh, we're running over time. We got five minutes here. Let's build a lineup, all right? We're going to put our uh, both of our heads together, come up with one lineup here really quickly. I'm going to over, uh, I'm just going to start. Oh, I already know where you're going to go. I'm going to start off and I'm just going <laughs> to throw off. Uh, I'm going to throw um, DeGrom in the lineup uh, for our pitching spot here. You know where I'm going, so just click it in. Uh, I, don't, I can't. I can't click that button. Um, what the heck is um, – oh, I got to refresh it. Uh, all right, so we're going to do we'll, – I'll, I'll humor you, and uh, I'll throw him in there. Uh, I'll throw Drew Pomerantz in for our second pitcher. But in reality, if it was my lineup, it's going to be uh, Martin Perez. Um, okay, so we've got uh, DeGrom. All my picks are going to be to troll you. That's fine. I'm trying to trying to give the uh, the people a, a, a good core here. So I'm going to I'm going to just plug my catcher in. Um, Garver, First, and then yeah, I'm gonna I'll, give, I'll give you Garver. You could have Garver. That's fine. All right, and I'm going to let you because I just did not want to see Danny Jansen make the lineup here. Um, I'm going to give you first base. First base. I mean, uh, if, I mean, I'd rather play Goldie than than Aguiar. So I think Goldie's a better cash play. Okay, um, and uh, I'll just sort what we got projected ownership. So looking like uh, Aguilar, fifteen percent, is what Chimino has smoke. Um, He's thirteen bucks. I think Goldie is probably the right. Although we're, well, I mean, so we're, we're playing Pomerantz against him. Oh, I already put in. I put Martin Perez, even though I just told you I put in. Uh, 
So that's good. So we can play Goldie. All right. So there we so go. Now I see how you work. Yeah. I see how it is. There it is. As long as nobody's paying it, you're not paying attention. Um, all right. Second base. Are we, uh, well, should we go to outfield here and then see what we can do? Yeah, I think that's the best option because we may not have any money left when yeah. we get to the outfield. Um, so, Austin Meadows, just put Austin Meadows in eight bucks. All righty. And uh, we'll do one of Mookie or JD to start. Sure. If we can afford it. Who's the uh, which? Which is your uh, preference? I mean, personally, I personally I like Mookie better, but I mean JD is probably the better play. All right, well, I'll give you uh, give you Mookie. If we have the extra dollar, we'll get up to JD. All right, so that leaves us fifteen dollar remaining average. So look what you can do if you just put presents. So third base, it's kind of a tough position. I do not want to go down to Neil Walker. So let's. Uh, Let's either say I, okay. So looks like Donaldson's gonna get the most ownership at eighteen. If it was me, I would try to find the two bucks extra and get to Rendon. Personally, uh, although I do love Justin Turner tonight as well, and he's only fifteen bucks. Well, I think it depends on who you're gonna play at second base. Like, are we gonna play Altuve for fifteen, or are we playing Cano for nine? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's see how it shapes. Let's throw Altuve in there and then see how it shapes up. So we'll we'll lock him. Um, I mean, Justin Turner is a solid hitter. Gets the always been solid with the platoon advantage for sure. He's actually let me see here. Pull something up. Uh, he's sixty two percent hard contact over the last thirty days. So he's actually leading the league in hard contact over the last thirty days. Someone that he's someone that people just don't like to play, but 15 bucks. I mean, if you're it's between Vlad and Turner, I'm probably going to sell myself on Turner. Um, I'm assuming you would, you're, you're going to like Vlad here. I think it doesn't matter either way. I, I hate playing Vlad as it is. So if I have an excuse not to play him, I'd play someone else. All right. So let's, uh, let's throw Turner and just see what, um, and, and if we get, find some extra money, maybe we'll go up to Rendon or Donaldson. Um, that still leaves us with uh, 29 bucks for two positions. Yep, yep. I know who the two pit people should be. Who are they? Uh, it should be Mondesi and Brantley. Yeah, Monda, exactly. I was going to go to Mondesi. And, uh, okay. And Brantley's, I think, 13 bucks. I'd rather have Chris Davis. If we had that extra dollar, I'd rather take Chris Davis there. All right. Well, uh, what can we do for save a buck? Yeah, we'd have to go down from Goldie, or we'd have to we'd have to play a seven dollar bat instead of Austin Meadows. Right. But, right. Uh, either way, I mean that that it's a it's a valid lineup. I mean that lineup looks. I mean, there's no Pomerantz in there, so we can't win. But I mean, it's good enough. That lineup's solid, if you ask me. That's a pretty good cash lineup for this evening, um, and has plenty of upside too as well. All right, uh, that is about all of our time. We've actually hit it right at the end so again like and subscribe helps us out a lot uh turn on the live notifications it's the bell button next to the like and subscribe tell you anytime we're doing a live show sharp side app do it uh final slots of the slate i have thoughts on the slate uh sorry i'm hungover today uh jordan uh pomerantz over six k's oh pomerantz has more k's than Granky. cardinals have more runs than pomerantz has k's that's my okay. final. That's my final uh, thing. But uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we've got more shows coming on up next. 
I hope everybody's enjoying the uh, 4th of July festivities. I uh, hope the party is still going for y'all today and you're not working, have the day off. But uh, appreciate you tuning in. And uh, that's all of our time. So for me and Blender HD, uh, we'll catch you next time. single bat i'm going to give you 15 dollars or below which high-end starting pitcher do we want to roster tonight and who is the best buy low in all of daily fantasy sports stay tuned and find out here in the fantasy bar welcome in guys friday edition beers daily fantasy six pack back here once again six guys fresh off the tap for you on yahoo but again guys i'm going to utilize all over the daily fantasy landscape fandle DraftKings, wherever it is you're playing but we will focus on yahoo pricing now a couple things before we get into the plays for today while we're talking yahoo guys they have launched their best ball product and if you're not familiar with it all you do is draft a team set it forget it you're done with it easy way to get prepared for the season in my opinion the best way to get prepared for the fantasy football season is to jump in these best ball drafts so get over there and do that today on yahoo also sharp side if you haven't downloaded the app yet you're dabbling in sports betting you're thinking about getting into it great way to get started it's a great app lets you lock in your picks and that's what we're doing we're having a streak contest here for the month of july whoever puts together the longest streak of lock bets is going to win a thousand dollars in credit over on Fandle. Absolutely free to join that. Go download the SharpSide app today. Now, let's get into the plays today. I'm looking at across Daily Fantasy. Let's start at the shortstop position. One of my favorite teams on the slate tonight is the Dodgers. We're going to go with Kiki Hernandez, just $8. So, yeah, shortstop eligible here on Yahoo. So, we're going to take advantage of that, and we're going to take advantage of this price on him as well. $8, really a tough price to beat. So Hernandez, solid numbers as always against lefties, does it every single year. Numbers are even a little bit down this season. It's still pretty solid. 348 Woba, nice 200 ISO for him. And when you look at pitch types again, find this on our plate IQ tool over at Roto-Grinders. Really good fastball hitter, 299 ISO against that pitch. Lauer loves to use that pitch almost 50% of the time. That's his pitch to right-handed hitters. It's going to be a mistake here against Kiki Hernandez. Price is just simply too cheap. Take advantage here at just $8. Now, we're not done with the Dodgers. We're also going to roll with third baseman Justin Turner, $15. Another lefty masher here, Justin Turner, 211 ISO, 357 Woba, and you see that hard contact rate, over 60%. One of the bigger numbers that you'll see in that department, Lauer, gives up a lot of hard contact. So simple math here. says very good matchup for Justin Turner. I mentioned Hernandez is too cheap. I like Justin Turner, obviously, and you mix in a couple more Dodgers. Easy stack for me tonight is the Los Angeles Dodgers, but Justin Turner, great matchup here against Lauer at just $15. All right, in the opening, I said, who's the best buy low in all of daily fantasy sports? In my opinion, first baseman Paul Goldschmidt, just $11. 
And this goes for all the sites. He's cheap all across the industry. I think you definitely want to take advantage of it. This guy's too good to be this cheap. 382 Woba against lefties. Nice 235 ISO. The hard contact rate over 50%. The high value hit rate over 12%. So checking all of the boxes. And yeah, maybe he's on a little bit of a cold streak. But this is the kind of matchup that can unlock that. We're going back to plate IQ. And this one really stood out to me. Paul Goldschmidt against Drew Pomerantz who throws mainly a fastball and a curveball. That's 83% of his pitches to right-handed hitters. We're talking about Woba's over 450 against both of those pitches, and ISO 328 against the fastball, 259 against the curveball. Paul Goldschmidt, tremendous matchup here tonight with Drew Pomerantz at a great price of just $11. All right, let's roll on. Next pick for us in the outfield, Michael Brantley, just $13. So we're trying to make life easy on here. Give you some great bats under $15, and Brantley certainly checks that box. I mean, it gives us exposure to this Houston Astros lineup at just a $13 price point. We'll take that all day long. Now, Brantley, solid numbers, 367 Woba. The ISO are sitting right around 200 for him. But this is mainly, let's pick on Mr. Pena with left-handed bats. 390 Woba allowed. 250 ISO allowed. And the numbers I love to see, a lot of fly balls at 46% and a lot of hard contact at 37%. Those are not numbers you want to put up against this Houston Astros lineup. But Michael Brantley, another buy low in my opinion. Great price at just $13. Rolling right along. Let's get you a starting pitcher here. We're going to roll Jacob DeGrom, $54. Now, tough choices on the top end of pitching. No doubt, Justin Verlander in a great spot here tonight. Got Clayton Kershaw against the Padres, but I want to go with Jacob DeGrom. Very, very consistent. 24 more Yahoo points in nine of his last 11 starts and a good solid history against this Philadelphia lineup. Just a 108 ISO allowed to this team. Woba under 300 and a 237 batting average. And that's across a pretty good sample size of 139 at-bats here. And I mentioned the consistency, seven or more strikeouts in each of his last six starts. So yes, this Philadelphia team has a lot of big names in that lineup. But when you look at the stats as a team, pretty much middle of the pack in all the major categories here. I think this is a good spot for Jacob DeGrom. If more people go to Verlander, pay the $6, go with Jacob DeGrom against Philadelphia. All right, that's five. Let's take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? Who's your beast tonight? Get in the comment section and let us know while you're there on YouTube. Very simple. All I need you to do, click that subscribe button, get notified when videos are coming out. And if you're enjoying your time here in the Fantasy Bar, very simple. Click that thumbs up button, guys. really helps us out. And I want to say thank you for doing that. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the beast of the night. time we're going to wrap it up in the outfield we're going to stay under $15 here we're going to go with six-pack hall of famer chris davis of oakland this $14 tonight's beast of the night so it's been way too long since i've had chris davis in the six-pack i know he was injured here and i look at this game and i'm scrolling down and there's no reason he should be the 10th highest price hitter in this game so that really stood out to me at just a $14 price point we also will get some recency bias here box scores have not been great since his return but we know this guy does heavy damage against left-handed pitchers 313 iso 401 woba hard contact rate at 53 percent and kikuchi been solid in spots but righty's still giving him fits 368 woba iso's over 200 and giving up hard contact so chris davis you guys know i love this guy but i love this spot for him tonight easily my favorite play 
on Yahoo and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here for Friday and for this week. If you have any comments, questions, feedback, get in that comment section right below the video. Love talking baseball with you. I'm checking in on that all throughout the day. If you have any questions about your lineup, get your beast of the night picks in there as well. And don't forget, that's Paul on Yahoo and that SharpSide app. And get in that contest. Start making your picks today and put your streak together. Try to win that $1,000. In FanDuel credit for rotogrinders.com. I am Bear saying salut. Best of luck, guys. Have a great holiday weekend here, and we'll see you right back here in the fantasy bar next week. Good luck, guys. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. What's up, everyone? Not Dean here. That's not Dean seven eight nine zero. Who gives? Why does he have so many numbers here? It is a time on every single time zone. That's just how things work. And this is the, I don't know what is it. The main show? I can't even remember the, the name. Flagship show. If you want to get all technical. I mean, I try not to listen to Dean every single time he talks at the beginning. I get a nice five minute respite before I actually have to start working. But he is not here today, so you're stuck with me. Good for you guys. Aren't you guys happy? I'm joined by the great Pepsi 7. Haven't had a show with you in a long time. Never mind. Never mind. It was literally one week ago. <laughs> <laughs> it seems so long because it was such a good show and we're so good together. I think that a week goes by and we're craving for more. And I imagine the people in the chat are craving for more of this as well. I mean, I think they're craving for more, less not Dean. Yeah, That's I can worse. see that. 
He's but, been really rattled lately. Uh, it's good that he's on vacation uh, because I think he needs a break. I think we all need a break from the. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a nice little four-day rest. He wasn't on the show yesterday because there wasn't one. He's not on the show today, so suck it, Dean. I had to get that one in there. But we got a nice little 13-game slate. I guess there's no time for shenanigans, as Dean would say, one of the few times I actually listened to him. Um, yeah, we got some good stuff here. But before I get to that, we have to read the promos. Again, guys, go ahead and like and subscribe. Just do it. Just do it because you keep doing it, and then we have to ask for it less. So just go do it, guys. Also, July, Sharpside. Have you been on the Sharpside app yet, Pepsi? I have not been there. I've done some sports in the past. I kind of got off of it when BFS became big, so I need to get back into it. But I haven't hit up there yet, but I plan on it. Yeah, well, Sharpside app, we are currently running a giant promo, the streak contest. Yeah, that's right. We're going streaking. Put a bet in, lock it in, and that starts your streak if you win it. Longest streak at the end of the month, I believe, wins $1,500 in FanDuel credits. That's literally free money. So go ahead. Uh, David will drop that into chat. Devin not here today. Devin got some stitches removed or something like that. He's he's apparently an Iron Man. But Devin David will drop that into chat. Also, we have the single entry series over on FanDuel. Going to drop that link into chat too. Uh, it's real simple. You play in the series, you do well, you get stuff. It's that simple. Drop the link into chat. Lastly, give a shout out to RG Badge Program. That's Badge with a B. Um, three new guys. Dipping in the WIC. Don't know what that means. Lance WC. A lot of WCs here. And Glovedo. Don't know what that is. Maybe it's a last name. Maybe he likes to wear a glove. I don't know. Have you ever seen anyone wearing driving gloves? It seems ridiculous to me to do that. Yeah, I've seen it before. Um, usually it's the guys that have the luxury of sports cars. I've seen it. I don't think it's necessary. You it's could just say douchebags. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to be more polite. I'm Canadian. I'm mean, <laughs> a little nicer than you Americans are. But uh, I do wear gloves when I work out, if that counts. But I'm not into the driving gloves. Unless it's winter. I do have uh, winter driving gloves, but it's because it's freezing out. Not to actually wear driving gloves. It's whatever mitts or gloves I have on the way out the door to make sure that steering was not freezing for the first five minutes. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I have, I have to deal with the opposite thing mostly when I was living in LA it was oh is my steering wheel going to be burning do I have to sit in this uh -huh. garage with the AC going for 10 minutes before it's weird I had remote start and I never used it for years because I never had to bother I could deal with the heat but then I move up to Denver and immediately I switch cars to one without remote start I'm like well I could really use this right now it's four degrees yeah. outside it's great for winter I don't have it either I've got a garage which you know works obviously pretty well but uh I didn't have a garage, man. The winters have been brutal up here lately. I think that a remote start is a great thing to have. It's why that, uh, it's why it's my last winter in Canada. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be in winter in Canada anymore, but uh, that's the story from the other day. Where are you moving to? Not moving. I don't think I'm going to be uh, traveling at least this, this time, and uh, who knows where I end up. But I think I'm going to South East, yeah, Southeast Asia. Asia, I'm trying to say, this winter. I'm just so sick of the winters, man. They get worse and longer. I just, I just hate them. I need to go somewhere warm. So I'm still debating on where, but I think I'm going to start in Asia. Yeah, China's a wonderful place. A lot of fun. So think about that. But we got to get started on the actual analysis. We only wasted five minutes. That's one-tenth what Dean usually does. Um, so we're already ahead of schedule here. Uh, first thing we got to do on the slate, there's some good bats on the slate. We got some keys to the slate. What's your general overview and who are you targeting? Who's an absolute must-play go? I don't know that we have a must-play today. That's what makes this slate very interesting. There are all kinds of bats I love, stacks I love, the pitching. There's pitching in every tier, and obviously we're going to break that down for you. 
I think the guy that I like the most, if I could only pick one who stands out, is probably J.D. Martinez. You know, he's got the multi-homer upside. He's smashing the ball, crushing lefties this year, regardless if it's Carpenter or Soto or both, pitching for Detroit. I love the matchup there. Neither one of these lefties strike anybody out. The bullpen behind them is weak. He's on the road, which probably needs a fifth at bat, maybe even six if everything goes well tonight for, for Boston there. So I, I assume Boston will be the chalky stack. I assume J.D. Martinez will be popular. But because everything's so spread out, spread out or, or maybe just the fact that there's so much to like, I'm not sure we're going to get anybody other than perhaps Boston at 20% or more in tournament. So it should be really fun. Yeah, yeah, I know. Boston is just – Soto's terrible. That bullpen's terrible. It's decent hitting weather. It's a decent hitting ballpark. Like, everything kind of lines up for Boston to just absolutely mash here. And the interesting part of it is going to be Devers going lefty-lefty. I don't think a whole lot of people are going to use him at that 5.5K price tag. But he could easily mash in the spot. I mean, he came to the league hitting lefties better than righties. He's had decent numbers of le- against lefties throughout his career. So it's going to be interesting to see how many people actually include him in their stack because – they want to get up and get one of these high-priced pitchers. Let's get over to that DeGrom Verlander. Like, who do you prefer? Who do you prefer for cash? Who do you want for tournaments? Like, it's an interesting spot with Verlander going up against a low-strikeout Angels team. But this team's a little bit different than it has been. There are some lefties in there. Verlander, we know, has a massive K-rate versus lefties. It's in a decent pitcher's ballpark. He's going to give up a bomb. He's going to give up maybe two bombs, maybe three. But the strikeouts are going to be there regardless. I have a bunch of interest in Verlander over DeGrom in tournaments just because I'm expecting DeGrom to be two, three times the ownership of Verlander. Yeah, I think you're probably right with that. I just think, you know, Verlander is the highest priced pitcher on most sites and certainly is on fantasy draft and, uh, and DraftKings here, you know, he's a uh, um, thousand more than DeGrom and the matchup certainly not as good. So even though I feel like Verlander can be great and likely will be, yeah, he gives up his solo home run or two, likely goes seven or so strikes out seven or so. I just don't see that possibility for a double-digit strikeout game versus the Angels. They do strike out less than anybody else in baseball. So it's not an ideal matchup. The price point is high. I think we get a good start, a quality start. I just don't think it pays off that salary at 22-9, which is why I gave the ace to DeGrom. He saved $1,000. DeGrom's got a little better matchup in terms of strikeouts. Uh, obviously dominates righties and most of those big bats are foot off your righties. Um, good ballpark as well in New York there. So in cash games, I would certainly start with Jacob DeGrom. And even in, in GPPs, if you're paying up for pitcher, and really it's a slate, you don't necessarily have to. I like a lot in mid-tier and value tier today. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how I equal all my builds here. But definitely going to get exposure to DeGrom and GPPs as well. And I just think he's the uh, the best uh, pitcher on the mound today in terms of price and matchup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not against it. But this is still a weird day and age we have with baseball. And anyone can get blown up anytime. So I'm almost always going to go with an ace in a worse matchup uh, if he's going to come in at way less ownership, which I kind of see Verlander being. And then after those two, it's it's kind of an interesting spot here. We have a bunch of good real-life pitchers, some with upside, some without upside, slightly below them. I mean, we got Kershaw, we got Grinky, we got Tanaka, but I don't see a big enough price savings on those guys to really want to go there. Are you going to play them at all? I think that I'm going to skip that threesome that you spoke of here I, I think that Kershaw you know again a good real life pitcher as we know I think the quality started a very good starts and play for him but at 20.3 that's a little pricey to pay for a guy that you know might not have those big strikeouts left in him anymore same as Zach Greinke 
you always get a quality start at him, but the K's lack sometimes. And it's a plus matchup versus Colorado here. But again, at that price point, I think we could do just as well at a lower price point. And Tanaka might be the one guy that's interested. We're getting two or $3,000 savings finally off a guy like the Grom or, or Kershaw here. Uh, we had a big strikeout game versus Tampa last time. G-Man Choi's out. Brendan Lau is out. Um, you know, Tampa Bay will strike out. So that's a spot where I might end up on because I think he's a fairly safe guy that has some strikeout potential, whereas Greinke and Kershaw, both safe, but they lack the strikeout. So I may get some Tanaka and some GPPs here. I don't think he's necessary, though. I mean, if you feel more comfortable going down to an Erod or a, a Martin Perez, something to that effect, I'm perfectly fine with it. It might be where I go as well. But if I have the money, I do like Tanaka a little more than the two guys I mentioned. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing because we have Kershaw going up against the Padres, and the Padres, huge strikeout team to righties, not a big strikeout team to lefties, but that doesn't entirely make sense. We have Renfro in the lineup, strikes out a 30% clip versus righties, but only a 10% clip versus lefties. It's not really big enough sample size. I think that there is some strikeouts in that lineup. I think that you can go Kershaw, and Kershaw can have a decent strikeout matchup, but I just don't think I'm going to. I, like, I would much rather have DeGrom or Verlander or go under this tier. I mean, I get Tanaka. He's got shown some upside against these Rays multiple times this season. He's just absolutely mashed them, but I don't, I don't know if it's really worth it to me. What about when we get to the, like, we're kind of going in the mid K quite a bit or going down low with our SP two and pretty much all our lineups here. What do you think about the next range? I mean, we have Erod in there going up against Detroit who strikes out a huge clip. They're just not a great team all around. We have Bundy going up against Toronto. A little bit better lineup for him, considering that Guriel is not in there, that Grichik is not in the lineup. So he's got some K upside in pretty much any match if he goes up against. We got guys like McKay, decent pitcher, but I don't know how much upside he has. And we got Martin Perez and Vince Velasquez. Perez going up against an incredibly high strikeout team versus lefties in the Texas Rangers. I think they're uh, highest in the league. And we got Velasquez, who's shown some decent upside Limited pitch count. We don't know how late he's going to go into the game, but he should get up into the 80s, 90s range for pitches today. He's going up against a Mets team that's a little bit tougher than the Miami teams they've faced recently. Who are you going with in the mid-tier here? You know, I think out of this tier, the two guys I like best are Eduardo Rodriguez and uh, Martin Perez. And Eduardo Rodriguez, you know, Detroit is awful, but the worst versus righties, and they strike it a lot more versus righties. Erod, of course, a little more reverse splitsy. So the fact that there's eight Tigers in that lineup shouldn't really scare you. We're not afraid of these Tiger bats. Extreme pitches umpire in Detroit as well, which will help Erod. May not help the Boston stack, but probably won't hurt them either. So it's the only one that I saw on the plate IQ here that, that was out. Still not going to take that next step to become an elite pitcher by any means, but he's better than he used to be. And, I, and I, we can count on some ground balls. We can count on definitely some strikeouts. That Texas lineup strikes over 27% leading Major League Baseball's lefties in strikeouts. So, so Perez, I think, might be the safer of the two in the fact that he's probably going to get the win. He's probably going to go at least six. He might even get into seven innings if he's cruising. Strikeout printing should be there as well. They're really neck and neck in Rodriguez and Martin Perez, especially with Rodriguez getting the bump with the extreme pitcher umpire. Uh, Perez's umpire is not out yet. But um, the fact that we're saving $1,700 grant and I could spend some extra money there, that gives me the slight edge to Martin Perez with his price 
across the industry. I feel like he's a little safer there, but, uh, you know, Rodriguez likely has more upside in terms of strikeouts. Um, it's close. I think they're both great. I even love the idea of perhaps getting off the aces here for some fun in GPPs. I wouldn't recommend it in cash. I'd start with DeGrom in cash. But going to Rodriguez and Perez allows you a lot of money for some bats. It gives you the upside you're looking for, and I think that's a fun way to play tonight. Yeah, and apparently Dean hopped onto the video and got all technical on us and made the volume go away, but it is back now. I'm kind of right there with you. I, I don't think you need to pay up for a pitcher today. Like, in cash, absolutely. Verlander, I like him for tournaments. I might full-on fade to Crom outside my cash game lineup. And, like, because we have, like we said, we have Perez that could go seven innings, get the win, going up against a high strikeout team. Yep. We have Velasquez, who, if he's got the same strikeout upside he's shown recently, he can do something. We got Hudson playing against San Francisco in San Francisco. I know San Fran's been hot recently. And then we got this low tier. I'm not sure I got a little bit distracted, but you didn't talk about Pomeranz or uh, Tehran, did you? No, I'm mostly stuck on the fact, and I guess some people missed it too with the volume. Goes, so I just kind of reiterate that I love Rodriguez with the with the extreme pitcher's umpire there. I love Martin Perez as well. If I got to debate or have to pick between the two, I'll likely take the savings of Perez and the fact that Texas strikes it more than anybody in baseball versus lefty. So he's got just as much upside perhaps and a little bit of a longer leash in terms of innings pitch. We know Erod struggles to go deep in the game. So those are the two guys I am looking at that tier that you talked about. And again, like you, Grant, I think outside of DeGrum and Cash, I may not go there in GBPs, and especially when you've got options like this in the mid-tier you can load up on. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. But um, now you reiterated that, Pomerant, I have so much interest in him today. I play Pomerant way too much. It has killed me for the majority of the season. But there's one spot where it rarely ever kills me, and that is playing at home. He's going up against a Cardinals team that just hasn't been great recently. It's got O'Neal in the lineup in all likelihood. I'll have Jose Martinez. I'll have some good strikeout bats there. And Palm, like two great outings in a row. Uh, you look at his last four home starts. What do you think his low score was? We're talking DK points here? Yep. His lowest was probably 22. Uh, 20. Yeah, 20. <laughs> 20, 25, and 22. Last two road starts, minus two, minus 13. He <laughs> plays to that park. Yeah, His salary is lower than it should be because he plays half his games away, and he's terrible. He plays half his games at home, and he's fantastic. It's a little bit of Wayne Chen syndrome, which is absolutely horrible on the road, absolutely fantastic at home. And again, I'm not really worried about this Cardinals matchup here. A lot of people are going to go with Tehran going up against Miami. It's obviously an easier matchup. It's in a worse ballpark, though, and anything can happen. So I don't really want to deal with Tehran at 20% ownership. When Pomeranz has more upside, realistically, Tehran just has less downside. Um, which one of these two guys is your favorite? Do you have interest in either of them? Blah, 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 start talking. Yeah, I'm going to play both of them. And I'm a Pomeranz guy in general. And we've seen the strikeout upside there, so you're, you're right. He's been great at home. The strikeout potential is there. I don't love a lefty facing these Cardinals, even though they've been slumping. There's still some good bats, especially right-handed. You know, uh, Jose Martinez and um, and uh, Paul Coachman, especially here versus lefties. But Pomeranz has the ballpark to back him. There's lots of room there. Again, the strikeout upside is pretty good. He's way too cheap industry-wide. Now, I don't know that I would go here necessarily in cash, not, not on a one-pitcher side, that's for sure. But SP2 even in cash, I'm fine with Pomeranz even in cash if you want to go down that far because you feel like you need to and you like your bats. Hey, I'm fine with it. Um, and I agree with you. But the fact that Tehran is going to be a lot more popular Pomeranz has more upside in terms of striker and a better ballpark. The matchup, certainly not better. 
but Pomeranz is certainly a better pitcher in terms of DFS right now. So I like it. I will have Tehran as well, just because, you know, Atlanta's at home. The quality starts there. The wind should be there. Miami's awful. The worst offense in baseball versus righties. And, um, you know, I know Toronto's only had a couple of good starts in his last few, and they've both been against Atlanta, or sorry, uh, against Miami, going six and striking out four once and five once, I believe. So that's probably his ceiling. Just know that he might go six, strike out four, give up a run or two, whereas Pomeranz can go six and strike out eight. So I, I like it, not the upside for him in, uh, in tournaments. There's only a $200 difference on, on DK here. So uh, either way you go, it's interesting. But I'm going to have exposure to both, and they're probably just having a little peek there down the bottom here. Yeah, they're probably they're my two favorite bats under that like seven K mark here. Uh, bats pitchers on that seven K mark for SP two is just one other guy that I'm going to go back the well on again that I can't seem to get off, and we'll get into him later when we get into value. But uh, yeah, those are two good options I think for either cash or GPPs tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Lastly, we have an interesting little spot here with two guys: Aaron Sanchez and Kikuchi. Four nine. And I think 4-4 over on DK, over on Fantasy Draft, both under 10K. They allow you to get all the bats you could possibly want into your lineup. I can't do it with Sanchez. I just don't see upside there, even going against a bat Baltimore team. And I'm struggling to go with Kikuchi. I don't know if you can go either of them. They're tough. They're just not good. And the likelihood of a negative points outing is pretty significant. I mean, Sanchez has done, what, four starts in a row? People are going to own him. I, I don't think I can do it. I'm going to use them both, and here's why. I got, like, ten lineups tonight, which is, for me, a lot of GPP lineups. Sometimes I'm at three or four, usually cap around six. Tonight I'm at ten. I want to use Sanchez a couple times. I want to use Kikuchi a couple times, and I'm going to have three Pomeranz and three Tehran. That's my GPP strategy going in so far. You know, after the show, it might change a little bit as I build them, but that's the plan. And here's why. You get all the bats, like you said, and it's an interesting slate in that we've talked about not having really to have anybody outside maybe Boston. There's just so many options and so many places I want to go. There's a couple of teams I want to double stack. And in order to do that, I'm going to need some value. So I'm going down here. Sanchez, I'm a truther still. I don't understand why he's falling apart in games. Last time out, I recommended him. I think through four innings, he had five strikeouts, was rolling. And then as one bad inning, it's over. And, of course, that can happen. But, you know, generally gets himself out of trouble with those ground balls. He's got strike up attempt versus Baltimore. Maybe it's just me. And it's not necessarily a homer thing because I don't usually buy into the Blue Jays per se, but I do fall in love with certain guys. So I'm going back to Will Sanchez. I'm also going to use Kikuchi as well. They're just so cheap. Kikuchi's 4,400 on DK, for example. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. And he's only 8-3 on uh, fantasy draft. That's so cheap that you can go with a DeGrom and still get all the bats you want, and you hope for, what, maybe 10 points on uh, on DKA for that would do the work? I mean, even eight probably, possibly would do the job here. So I'm going to use them. I don't love it. I would say if you're playing less than six lineups, you probably don't need to. You shouldn't go here. But I'm doing it a couple of times. It's just Grant mostly just to have some fun. Hope one of those guys has a quality start and all the bats I paid up for do the job. But it is definitely risky. Yeah, yeah, it's it's – it could turn out terribly. Let's just put it that way. And I, I mean, honestly, you're going Kikuchi, you're going Sanchez to try and get Verlander or DeGrom. I mean, if you're expecting 15 points out of Sanchez or Kikuchi and 30, 35 out of Verlander or uh, DeGrom, like they're still those two guys, like a bottom guy with the top guy put together, like that's still you're asking for 50 points. You can easily get that with Palm and anyone of 
Erod, uh, Perez, yeah. Velasquez. You could go realistically, Palm and Tehran, and get the same amount of points as Verlander and De- or Verlander, Degrom, and Kikuchi and Sanchez. So, good point. Good point. Uh, it's 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 going to be tough. I don't know if I'm going to go there. I mean, I say that I haven't built a single lineup yet because I've been busy all day. I'm doing all of mine after the show, and we'll see how it goes. I may end up with a bunch of ownership in either of them, just trying to get bats. Like, I know I want Baltimore, or I know I want Boston. I know I want a few high-priced bat teams. So it wouldn't surprise me if I had some Kikuchi Pomeranz lineups, but that's where I'm doing it. I'm not doing it to try and get Verlander or DeGrom. I'm doing it to get high-priced bats. Yep. And... I'd rather go with Perez Pomeranz or Erod Pomeranz or Velasquez Pomeranz or Tehran. I'd rather put two of those guys together rather than going with Sanchez and Verlander or Sanchez and DeGrom. I, I like the idea that Pomeranz and Tehran together. I think that could be interesting. I talked about Perez and, and Erod being being fun from the pitcher's point of view. It's still more money, but in terms of loading up on bats and getting guys that should have quality starts, you know, with even potential for K per inning, uh, Tehran and Pomeranz, I love that GPPs. That's going to be fun to play around with after the show here. Yeah, yeah, it is. But now it's time to go a little bit around the horn here. Pick our favorite hitters, position by position. You don't need positions over on Fantasy Draft, just infield, outfield, just so you know. So any guys that you do like, you can just throw them in. FYI, our sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Don't know if I already mentioned that. But you should definitely get signed up for them. Use the promo code GRINDERS or go through our link and you get free premium, I believe. For a month, I don't know. Details you can figure <laughs> out on your own. Um, but in any case, fantastic site. Also, Rake Free is coming sometime this month. And it's it's an interesting little program. So get signed up with Fantasy Draft. Go through our link and enjoy the free money. Except for the money that I will be taking for you because I'm the greatest in the world. And I'm horribly, horribly humble. But in any case, let's start off with Catcher. Not great at all. Not great position, but there are some options. Over on Yahoo, I should mention, I think Garver is way too cheap over there. Uh, I could be wrong, but in any case, catcher. Are you spinning up? Are you spinning down? Are you punting? Are you going with the hottest hitter in the league in Danny Jansen right now, batting fifth against Bundy? <laughs> I will say I appreciate your modesty, first of all. And if you enjoy building lineups, we talked about doing Pomeranz at Tehran just to have some fun. There's no site that's more fun to build lineups than on Fantasy Draft because, again, like Grant mentioned, you can play anybody you want. You don't have to worry about a catcher. Or it's like, oh, man, I love three third base. And what do I do? You play them all. Infield, outfield, it is a lot of fun. Get over there and check it out. And, yes, I believe, yeah, like mid-July, rate free. That is absolutely awesome. But um, catcher, as usual, not all that appealing. Funny enough, Christian Vasquez, if money's not a thing, might be my top catcher tonight. You know, he's hitting the middle of that lineup, fifth. We love Boston tonight. He's been smashing lefties. He's been hitting the ball really well right now. He's locked in. I think he's a solid option at $4,300 where you have to play catcher, of course. I don't think you have to play him outside of that. But outside of Vasquez, if I can get there, I'm looking to save money again. Danny Jansen's been good lately. lately. And he's a guy that I recommended mostly all season long for value. And, of course, the double homer game, neither Grant or I had him in our lineups that night. But it's either him or Sandy Leone, I think, if you're looking to save some money. Uh, I don't have a strong preference either way. Jansen's the better hitter in the the five spot, but Leone is the better matchup and likely gets his four bats on the road anyway there in Detroit. So it's Vasquez one, and then looking to save a little money with Jansen and Leon. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of right in there. What do you think about paying up for Grandal uh, instead of Vasquez? I mean, he's in a worse ballpark. He's in a worse matchup. But he probably is the better hitting catcher. Any interest in paying with Grandal or Garver to be a little bit contrarian going up against two mediocre pitchers? 
Garver, I would go to first because he's got low ownership. He's in his mass readies this year. I like Randall, but I prefer him much so from the left side of the plate. Brolt isn't a guy we have to pick on. I've been doing it all year. It hasn't worked for me. I've been going mostly with Kane and Braun versus him. But And Grandall, not the same hitter right-handed. It's a tough ballpark in Pittsburgh for right-handed power. And again, Brolt's not a guy that I want to pick on. I'd give the edge to Garver there if you had the money for either one of them. So I tend to just play Crandall when he's facing righties or as part of a stack if I'm loading up for some reason. Yeah, lastly, I'll ask the question. Hedges or John Hicks? Either one of these guys, or even Zunino. Uh, all priced 2.5K or under. Are you in for hunting catcher tonight, or do you not really need to because of the cheap pitching we got on the slate? Yeah, when I was tinkering, I found I didn't have to. I had some Vasquez in, ooh, I want to say 30%, at least in my lineups, maybe more. So I knew that I had some extra room there, which is nice tonight. Uh, I would give the edge to Hicks. He's been hitting pretty well. He's just dirt cheap. I mean, the matchup versus Erod's not great, obviously, but he's 2K. I mean, if you're looking to save money, you can't get any lower than 2K, and he's a decent bat. I don't love the fact that he's hitting eight there, but uh, – that's probably where I'd go. But again, I found you didn't have to go that right. Uh, that right. Uh, Hedges versus Kershaw is not something I want to do. Zanino's got some power. I don't mind that if you're just taking a dart for a home run. But, uh, you know, like I said, Vasquez is, is a guy that I kind of like. And Leon and Jansen are better hitters in better situations. And they're pretty cheap, too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to first base. We got, we got a lot of options at first base today, as we do every single day. Waiting for things to – there we go. Now they are updated. Uh, just what are you doing? Because obviously we have Bell, who's just on another level right now. One of the best hitters in the league going up against Davies, a guy that doesn't strike out anyone. Bell mashes, but he's 5'6". We've got Alonzo going up against Vasquez, who the guy who's always struggled with home runs his entire career. And Alonzo, let's be honest, it's going to be exciting to see him in the home run derby. He can take the ball out of the ballpark at any given time. we got Freeman. we got Olsen. we got some guys at the top tier. By the way, Dominic Smith is 4-9 now on DK. That's ridiculous. I mean, he's justifying it recently, but that is just a the crazy price tag right there. Are you spinning up? Are you spinning down? Is there some guy that's super cheap that you're looking at? What's going on in your mind, Pepsi? You know, all over the map kind of at first base, but you don't have to pay up today. A guy that I like is Michael Chavis, believe it or not, and Boston bats are probably going to lead each position here as I go through them. He kind of gets overlooked a little bit. Hasn't hit lefties real well, but again, very hittable lefties in Detroit, on the road, bad bullpen, et cetera. Uh, he's batting the sixth hole. He's cheap, or at least reasonably priced most places. So Chavis, I think, is the guy that I like the most. I think Justin Smoke's too cheap. He's hit Bundy well. We know Bundy struggles with the home run ball. And, uh, you know, Smoke's numbers have been pretty good. He's hit the ball hard this year. Hasn't had a whole lot of luck. Of course, that Baltimore bullpen behind him is not very good. Great hitting environment at the Rogers Center here for Smoke. So I think he's a solid value play. And I, and I think that Freddie Freeman is interesting as well. I don't think a lot of guys are playing him. He's expensive, mostly across the board. Yamamoto, I'm still trying to figure this guy out. He's allowed a lot of hard hits, fly ball pitcher. His numbers have been great, though. So I guess he's getting lucky here. He has lost some control the last couple starts, and we don't necessarily want walks. You want the hard hits. So Freddie's the one guy that I'm intrigued by, but I'm not yet sure if I have to pick on Yamamoto. So I would go Chavez one, smoke your value play. And then Freeman's certainly interesting as well. He's obviously a guy you want brave stacks. The one-off is fine. But even a guy like C.J. Krohngrant, I think he's got some power upside versus Samson, who's become kind of reverse splitsy here so far. And we've got value with other guys too, like Ryan Zimmerman, Jesus Aguilar, Chris Davis even's on the board. I mean, there's a lot of value and a lot to like at first base, but you don't really have to pay up tonight. Man, I miss the days when Chris Davis was 
price 500 bucks over on the Yahoo. Oh, uh, that was Fanduel. Yeah, that yeah, was crazy. Oh, yeah, he was priced one dollar over on Yahoo. That was fun. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, pretty much the entire time he was, he didn't make the lineup. And then when he finally did make the lineup, I slept through and he hits a bomb. And still, still heard about that because I was playing and going 100% on every single day. Yeah, never got the chance to. Yeah, uh, I never uh, got the home run either. Did you mention Aguilar at all? I did. When I mentioned some of these value guys that you don't have to pay up for, I mentioned how cheap he was. Even even Goldschmidt we didn't mention, or I didn't mention, he's still too cheap versus a lefty. He's dead to me. Well, I mean, yeah, was it 14 days in a row without a home run? But uh, Goldie versus lefty used to be a lock. And I love ballpark socks, and we prefer Pomeranz. But, again, if you had to choose between him and some of these value guys in the same price range, I mean, it just seems like it's awful cheap. I'm sure I won't get there today. I'll probably end up playing Chris Davis. It was good numbers, actually, versus uh, Sanchez before I get to Goldschmidt. And he's so cheap everywhere. Like, I mean, if you're looking for a punt with upside, maybe Chris Davis is that guy at first base. I'm talking punt, guys. Yeah. I mean, he did just take Morton, who's a much better pitcher, deep the other day. So he's going against a worse pitcher. So this must mean two home runs, right? That's how math works? Or at least a home run and a couple walks, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. He may not actually get a hit all game long and still end up with 16 points because he just kept getting walked over and over again by Sanchez. And I can't remember. Is this a keystone position? I don't know. I try not to listen to Dean. But in any case, second base here. Uh, go. That starts with Shavis again. You can play him at multiple positions here. And if you don't want to play him at first, you can play him at second. Again, I like the price tag on him. Uh, three other guys that are really like uh, kind of in that same higher price tier. Cattell Marte is, has been a beast this year against right-handed pitching. I think versus Senzatella, he's got like – actually, I think I might have it up. He, he's owned them in a small sample size. Here it is here. Six for 12. That's pretty good. 500. So, obviously, he's hitting him well. Yes, it's a small sample size. But when you're getting a hit every other bat versus a guy, you're clearly seeing him well. So, I like Marte where he's second base eligible. Albies and Altuve are both good spots too if we want to pick an Yamamoto. I'm not sure yet, but Altuve is a guy that I love. And the value play, Eduardo Nunez, my boy. I absolutely love when Nunez is in there versus a lefty. Uh, I play him everywhere. He's one of those guys that can kind of do it all. He can hit a home run. He can, you know, drive in a couple of runs. He can steal a bag once in a while. So I like his value. I realize he's batting pretty low in that lineup. What is he, eighth, I believe? But again, on the road in Detroit, still likely gets his four at-bats in, and, he, and he's very, very cheap. So, yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. I guess I would go Chavis one, Marte two, Altuve three, and then Nunez for value. What about some other cheap guys? We have Enrique Hernandez at – 3,800 going up against the lefty. If you don't know this, he is a lefty masher. Hey, Cardi. Um, he is an absolute lefty masher here. Batting six in the lineup, not bad. And he's just too cheap there, as he is on most nights. We have Brian Dozier going up against Keller. Keller is not good. Dozier has been hitting lefties a lot better than righties this year, but he's still been overall a decent hitter so far. Only 3.3K. We got Cano if you want a good three points every single night, maybe. <laughs> lucky, But he's cheap. Yeah. Um, any of these guys you got interested in? I know you said Nunez, but these guys are all around the same price tag. Yeah, Akiki's always interesting to me, and he's been finishing games most of the season, which is nice, too. I, I'm still trying to figure out how many Dodgers I want, just like I'm trying to figure out if I really want to stack the Braves versus Yamamoto and who he is right now. And as Yisman referred to earlier, Dean would call him a fraud, and that may be the case. But Eric Lauer is not a guy we have to pick on. I don't think Kiki or Turner, and we'll get to Justin Turner soon, too, another lefty matchup. Neither have hit him real well. Um, so I'm wondering what it is exactly that he's throwing that they're not hit, seeing very well. Maybe it's the changeup. But, um, yeah, I, I think I like Kiki. I don't think that he is a must for me, but uh, 
you know, some of these Dodgers righties might work their way into my lineups. And again, I'm playing more entries than usual tonight. So I got to get everything out of my head into the DFS world here. So if I feel like that Dodgers lineup comes out and it's strong, I may have to get some Kiki exposure. And actually, it is out now, right? We got Kiki leading off. No, he's hitting six. Yeah, not a lot of righties in there. Taylor, one, three, and six for the righties. So that's less appealing to me. But uh, perhaps maybe Turner and Kiki are better one-offs than a Dodger stack tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on to third base here, where one of my favorite plays of the entire night is in the lineup, batting third. You just mentioned him, a righty in that Dodgers lineup. Justin Turner, 3.9K just crushes lefties he's an overall great hitter and he has i mean even if he has a normal platoon split he's a good enough hitter where if he was facing a righty i'd play him at 3.9k but he's facing a lefty it's at home a little bit better ballpark in la compared to san diego but i love justin turner tonight he's right there priced right next to vlad who's also in a very good spot to get a home run are those the two guys you're looking at are you going elsewhere you spending up you spending down you spend it in the middle I like Turner. I don't know how much yet. Like I said, I'm not sure how much I like these ready Dodgers. I'll figure that out as they start making lineups here. But he is too cheap industry ride. I think on family, he's only 3K there. So that's a great play. Um, and Vlad's right there with him, too, at 32. Donaldson's at 31. A lot of guys on FanDuel right around that. I like both Vlad and Donaldson as well. I'd say Bregman's probably the top play if money's not a thing for you. This might be the only position uh, where I start off with a non-Red Sox here tonight. So I don't know who it is exactly. Nunez, again, awful cheap over there if you're looking to save some money. But um, in terms of uh, best of you know, dollar for dollar, it's probably Turner at third base. And then I would probably go Vlad, Donaldson, Bregman. I think all four of those guys are playable. I'm still debating on the whole Braves thing. I think with the Braves, I'm going to stack them or leave them alone. I don't think I'm going to get individual bats. But I will say this. We didn't start with the Red Sox here. Raphael Devers has been on fire. He's been hitting lefties. I know he's expensive. He's hitting that two-hole. Nobody's rostering Devers tonight. Well, in terms of Boston being popular, Devers is the one guy you're likely going to see faded the most. So if you want to be a little contrarian, but still get some chalky Red Sox, Devers is the play. He's mad expensive, and he's a lefty facing a couple of lefties, it looks like. Yeah, and let's be honest here. Uh, Soto's not very good. We don't know how late he's going to go into the game. That Baltimore, or that Detroit bullpen is terrible. We don't yeah. know if riders are going to be coming in. We don't know if lefties are going to be coming in. Looking well, we at Soto. Carpenter, right? We think it's Carpenter and Soto sharing the game, from what I'm seeing, which are both very hittable lefties. So hopefully get, like, three innings of both. Yeah, and Soto, like – we, we don't have a huge sample size of him in the majors this year, but versus lefties, 266 Woba, zero ISO. Yeah, that's not going to continue. Uh, he only has a 14% hard contact rate for some reason versus lefties. But you look at his pitch type, like he has, he's a slider and a sinker ball pitcher. So the ground balls make sense. Like the slider versus lefties, it doesn't really, it's not terribly conducive to hitting a ground ball. Like it's a decent pitch, but it's more of a strikeout pitch, more of an out pitch. And Sinker, obviously, is a good ground ball pitch. But he just throws the same pitch over and over again to righties. And he's really just got two pitches to lefties. Like, he doesn't have much to change up. So there's no reason that people should be that far off balance and be able, not be able to get a hit versus him. He's not a good pitcher. 21 at-bats is not a big enough sample size. He can easily get mashed by Devers here is basically what I'm trying to say. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just agreeing with you, my friend. Uh, shortstop. We got a lot of guys here with a lot of upside. And we got an interesting one. I just want to talk about Tatis. Tatis is always in play. He's fantastic. He's going to get 1% ownership here going up against Kirsch. But I don't care who he's facing. He can hit the ball at the ballpark. 
Interesting take. I never really thought about Tatis, but this kid is talented. It's kind of like the same lines of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Although Tatis is a little further ahead at this point. He's uh, kind of along the lines of, I don't know, Mike Trout. Wow, that's a big uh, wow, that's a big job. <laughs> to Mike Trout, but I'll move on from that. Uh, shortstop again starts for the Boston Red Sox. Alexander Bogarts. I mean, this is a guy that is mastering lefties better than Mookie Betts right now. Um, three hole here. Love Bogarts is my number one option. Uh, I think Bregman's probably a number two where he's shortstop eligible. And um, Jorge Polanco, another one of these twins that puts the ball in the air. Uh, the twins are interesting today as well versus Samson here and a weak Texas bullpen. So those are the three guys I'm looking at the most. And the wild card that I find interesting, if you're picking on Kikuchi, you probably want some semi leading off there, but he's an interesting option too. But shortstop's a position I'm paying up for. We talked about SB2 being cheap. we got some value at first base, catcher. Shortstop I'm paying up is likely going to be Bogarts, Bregman, or Polanco for me, unless I'm stacking Oakland with Semyon. All right. Um, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Any interest in DeJong, guy that's perpetually underpriced going up against Palm, righty, lefty, 3,800, guy that makes me lose money constantly right there along with Goldschmidt and every other Cardinal outside of Jose uh, Martinez, who for some reason uh, can hit bombs uh, and is still super cheap. What about a guy like Crawford at 3,100? Jody Mercer crushes lefties. Hey, Cardi. Um, I don't think I'm going with them, but do you have interest? No, I mean, I'm okay with the guy, the, the young, if you're stacking the Cardinals here, but the ballpark's got me off of him. I prefer the Pomeran side. But again, all these righties, and I just saw the Cardinal lineup, seven of their eight batters are righties. So all these righties are playable. Pomeranz has given up hard hits to righties. But you know, I don't love the ballpark, and Pomeranz looks good to me at home, so it's not a guy that I have to pick on. I just love that top tier so much with Bogarts, Bregman, and, and Polanco that I probably won't be going down there. But I mean, I wouldn't talk anybody off at DeAndre at that price point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going down there tonight. We don't need to get value short, in my opinion. All right. Well, let's move to the outfielder. Let's talk about cash games, guys. Let's go talk about tournament, guys. I think Brantley is just way too cheap. We obviously want Betts or JD or both in our lineups here. Yeah. In cash, like, that's mostly where I'm going is going to be trying to get Brantley, just an absolute lock and load. Want to get JD or Mookie, but it's a little bit tougher with our price tags. Where are you going with outfielder at the top, at the middle, at the bottom? Yeah, I think if you can make it work, and I've done a few lineups where I could with value at different spots. I was Betts, Martinez, and Brantley, as you said. Those are three best outfields. I love a couple of combinations, even the GPPs with those three guys. Uh, obviously, Boston's my top outfield team. Houston, too, with Reddick and, and Alvarez. Reddick being a decent cast game play where he's cheap, and, and Alvarez having that uh, multi-homer upside is interesting. We talked a little about the Twins. Obviously, their outfields in play with Cruz and Kepler. Um, Cattell Marte is a guy that I might like more than most today, and he's outfield eligible on most sites here. He's also infield as well on some sites, but Marte's uh, an interesting bat. Again, great numbers versus Sensatella. I really like Marte. And then I'm just going to throw four random bats at you Ronald Acuna Jr., Lorenzo Cano, I always love versus lefties. Chris Davis is too cheap versus a lefty here. And uh, Michael Conforto is like that off the board guy that nobody's going to play that has some upside, I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind any of those. Uh... Just trying to look through Chris Davis, KH, Chris Davis, uh, 3,800. I think that he's a good play going up against Kikuchi. Jose Martinez batting the two hole, 3,600. Don't mind him too much if you need to save some money. Uh, scrolling down, I don't mind Tioscar going up against Bundy. Tioscar hasn't been great this season, but he does have some power, and Bundy can give up a bomb to literally anyone that has the ability to hit batting practice out of the park. So, uh, those are just some guys we need to save money, but there's a lot of place to go with outfield. Now, 
we are going to go and give you a little peek behind the paywall, guys. If you don't have premium, then we are showing you what we've got behind the paywall a little bit each and every day here. Today, we're going to look at the expert survey this week. It's uh, pretty much what it is called, survey with experts. David, you can go and go to my screen share if you're not already there. Um, I'm already shared, Nito Burrito. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go through and we're going to answer pretty much everything that everyone else has answered. And who's your favorite hitter for tournaments? We yeah, have JD, we have JD, we have JD, and we have JD. Yeah, it's uh, it's JD for me as well. He was my top bat tonight. Uh, I'm for tournaments. Honestly, it's Mike Trout. Uh, who's more likely to hit a bomb, JD or Trout? It's probably JD. Who's going to come in at one twentieth the ownership? Trout might be one percent owned tonight, and he's the same price as JD. I don't know if he's going to be a one percent owner, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's an interesting play. I, I, I like that. And it's to go kind of off the board. I've talked about all the bats I use. I didn't talk about Juan Soto, so I'll take Juan Soto as kind of my off the board tournament bat. Now, well, next we have who is your favorite? cash game hitter for tournaments uh pitcher you mean yeah uh, for... okay no apparently that was tournament apparently i misread things uh jd martinez is the cash game hitter we all know that so we're just going to yeah. skip that uh favorite pitcher for cash games i would say it's the ground for cash definitely yep and that's what everyone said that is also what i'm saying so favorite pitcher for tournaments that's a good question um I think it's Martin Perez for me just because he's dirt cheap and he's got that big case side with the upside with Texas striking up more than anybody versus lefty. So I'm going to go to Martin Perez. Yeah, I would say to uh, Pomeranz, but he's just looking like he's probably going to garner more and more ownership as the day goes along. Thought he would be a little bit lower owned uh, at the beginning of the day. And now I'm starting to believe he's going to be a little bit higher owned. So I'd probably go with Perez too. Like, honestly, the strikeout upside is massive. Perez is a good pitcher. Like, yeah, it, it's probably him. Your favorite cheap pitcher for cash games. Everyone went to Hayron. I'm going Palm. I think it's Tehran as well. I just feel like he's a little safer. I think Pomeran's got more upside. And again, I don't mind putting them both together, but uh, Tehran's the one for cash for me. Yeah, that's fair. I think I'm the only one on the Pomeran's team for cash because, gosh, the strikeout upside is there. And let's be honest, Miami's a worse ma or a better matchup. Yeah. But they're also in a much worse ballpark. And 59 degrees over in San Fran is more than enough to negate the matchup for me. So I'm just taking guys that are equally as good. And I'm taking the guy that has a higher K rate. It's that simple. Um, favorite cheap pitcher for tournaments. I mean, Pomerantz and Perez are both apparently cheap enough. So I guess it's Perez since he's our favorite pitcher on for tournaments on the slate. Yeah, I guess it's him or Erod. I guess if Rodriguez is cheaper somewhere on the same price point, you could make an argument for him. But yeah, be Perez again for me. Apparently, Roth has some interesting weather that Atlanta might not be safe a pitcher. That just means, hey, guys, time to play Pomerantz. Sucks to be all of you and me and everyone who could easily end up with negative 10 points, but more than likely going to end up with 25 points in this matchup. Favorite salary saver on the board here for a bet? Uh, Eduardo Nunez is the guy that's been my, uh, my favorite value player so far. I... I was not prepared for this. I'm probably going to go with the same one as Cheese, Justin Smoke. Bundy just gets – he gives up bombs. And that Baltimore bullpen is the worst in the league. Like, things can go horribly wrong. Yes, he gives up a whole lot more soft contact to lefties. Doesn't give up nearly the amount of bombs. But he doesn't strike out lefties at all. He throws that change up more trying to induce uh, some ground balls, trying to induce some soft contact. But Smoke is just a guy with a whole bunch of power. So he can take out of the ballpark there. It's obviously a great hitter's ballpark. 
top contrarian play on the board? Hmm, contrarian play. Um, I might stick with Juan Soto again, just because I don't think everybody's really talking a lot about him. And I think that Washington, as you mentioned earlier, could really get to Keller. Yeah, I'm going with Trout. Again, Trout's yeah. not going to be heavily owned. Perfect pivot off of JD and Betts. Could easily outscore either of them. Which player are you most afraid of having little to no exposure to? Ooh, um... Well, I'm not going to have any Trout, so that kind of scares me. At the same time, I don't think Trout's going to be that popular, so that shouldn't be a, an option here. Maybe it's Chris Davis. He's cheap. Maybe guys like playing him late. I don't think I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him, so I'm going to say maybe Chris Davis guy scares me a little bit tonight. I I mean, honestly, it's probably JD. Like, I'll play him in cash, but anytime you get a guy that's going to be that shocking in tournaments, I don't care how much upside. I mean, last time he was this jockey, I think he had two home runs, so that destroyed me. And it made me a whole bunch poorer, but I, I think JD's the guy that I'm scared to have no exposure to because it's honestly probably the right move in tournaments to not play JD if he's going to be ridiculously owned. Uh, which high priced pitcher will you have little to no exposure to in tournaments? That's Verlander. Yeah, I just don't love the matchup for me. It's just so expensive. Mine is probably, I mean, Yamamoto, I guess, but realistically, it's Grinky. I'd rather go with Kershaw. I'd rather go with Tanaka, and I probably won't play anyone between Yamamoto and Verlander in all reality in tournaments. So it's not going to surprise me if I just end up almost entirely in the mid-range. I'll throw Kershaw or Grinky or Tanaka into my lineup if I have everything else set, and that's exactly how much money I have, but I'm probably not going to play any of them. Which high-priced hitter will you have little to no exposure to in tournaments? Uh, it would be Trout. I mean, I guess mine's Blackman or Story. Same thing as everyone else. I'm not playing any Colorado bats today. Sneaky home run call today. Sneaky home run call. Uh, do I can I stick with Soto again? He seems to be the bat that I'm uh, using most. Um, interesting one. I'll, I'll take Soto in the high end and Chris Baltimore Orioles Davis for the value sneaky home run. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I don't know who. I don't know who's going. I guess Trout's sneaky. Absolutely, yeah. But like, is it really sneaky to call a home run for the best hitter in baseball by a wide margin? going up against the guy who's given up. Has he given up more home runs than anyone else? I'm not really sure if he has or not, but I just realized, too, it's a hitter's umpire there, which might help try a little bit. But I think when a guy's very low-owned and you think he's going to homer, that's sneaky because if you're getting a guy at 5% or less and hits one out, that's sneaky to me. So this is, this is just because he's a superstar doesn't mean it's not a sneaky spot. Nobody's playing an expensive trout versus an ace like Verlander, so I think it's still sneaky. And sticking with the whole umpire, sir, Grant, because a couple of guys asked in chat, the only extremes that I see still are uh, – in uh, Detroit, we have an extreme pitchers. We have an extreme hitters umpire in San Francisco and in Washington. I don't know if that gets you off of Pomeranz at all. And then the only guy we're not seeing so far is uh, Minnesota with uh, with uh, Perez. We don't have an umpire just yet here. So only two, only three extreme places. Well, that's neato. Overall favorite team stack on the slate. Everyone put Boston. I'm assuming you're going to say Boston. I'm yeah. saying Houston. Yeah, I think Boston's going to be chalky, unfortunately, but I still think they're the best way to go. Again, two hittable lefties, they're on the road, bad bullpen, neutral ballpark, but, uh, you know, you got three or four guys that just destroy lefties. Bats, Martinez, Bogart, Chavis, and Vasquez has been doing it too, even. It's just such a good matchup for them that uh, I'm going to give them the edge. All right, and apparently I'm more behind time than Dean generally is. Uh, guys, we're going to get to questions after this, so get ready to throw them into chat. Favorite sneaky team? 
Whew, I didn't really prepare for a sneaky one too much. I don't think. How about I know maybe Arizona is not sneaky. I kind of like Arizona versus Sensatel a little bit, but if it's not sneaky enough for you, I'll take Oakland with some good right-handed power versus uh, versus Kikuchi. I'm going with Toronto. Um, and we won't go to the rest of this thing. Guys, go ahead and throw your questions into chat. David, you can take me off screen share. Um, I am going to – we're going to get to stacks, dongs, and I think that was pretty much it, which we kind of covered in expert survey. Let's be honest. Guys, go ahead and throw those uh, questions in chat there. First, give me your favorite home run of the day that we haven't already mentioned. I used to do it in tiers, so I'll start in the high tier with J.D. Martinez. The mid-tier, I got Michael Brantley in for value. I went Chris Davis on DK and Justin Smoke on FanDuel. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Turner, Brantley, both in the mid-tier, and Trout. Just because I, I, I'm I'm pot committed to saying Trout over and over and over again. Um, yeah, favorite stack, we kind of already went through that. In the expert survey, and pivots, like – Pivot from DeGrom to Verlander. Pivot from Tehran to Pomeranz. Pivot from Erod to Perez. That's what you do at pitching. Uh, pivot from Boston Bats to anything else. Like, if you don't want Betts or JD, go to Trout. If you don't want to go with Bogarts, go to a guy like Bregman. If you don't want to go with uh, – if you want to play a Boston Bat, play Devers because he's going to be contrarian. Like, the pivots are from Boston, Right. Yeah, there's contrarian ways to go with Boston and guys like Chavez, Vasquez, and Devers if you want to get off the chalkier socks. All right, so we got some QQs rolling in. Um, first one, any thoughts on a Met stack? It's going up against Velasquez. He's a guy that gives up bombs. They have a five implied team total. Alonzo's obviously a fantastic hitter. Cano's only at 3.1K. Do you have any interest in a Met stack? There's just so much that is a solid play tonight. That there's not a lot that I would say no way to. Uh, I won't be rostering the Mets. Again, I'm doing 10 lineups, no Mets for me. Uh, Vasquez is more than likely to walk people or strike people out, and, and that's not necessarily a recipe for a big stacking night. I realize it can still happen, and he can get booted in three or four innings, but uh, Vasquez is not a pitcher I have to pick on. I won't be stacking the Mets. I think Alonzo and Conforto are fine, but uh, I won't be stacking the Mets tonight. But, hey, I certainly wouldn't talk yet, but, again, this is one of those nights where there's an argument can be made to stack 20 teams. Yeah, and I think a mini stack's more in order with Cano, obviously, for the pricing, Alonzo for the obvious bomb, and Conforto for the maybe bomb. Um, thoughts on Julio Tejeron? That's a YouTube uh, question. Guys, go ahead and throw your questions over in there. David will try and throw them from that chat to this chat. And thanks for watching. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe over there. Blah, blah, blah. I have to say it every time. Tejeron. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I said I'm already going Pomeranz and. I might entirely fade to Heron because I just don't see nearly as much upside. There's a lot of guys that can do some stuff. Um, yeah, to Heron, we already mentioned it. And plus, there's a little weather info. Thoughts on an Orioles stack tonight versus your boy, Aaron Sanchez? Uh, first, I'll just tap on Tehran. I like Tehran a little better in cash for Pomeranz. Be careful the weather, though. Check Ross report before lock. If you don't have Ross report, another good reason to get on Rotogrinders' premium package. Uh, Sanchez, I prefer Sanchez versus the Baltimore Bats. I do. I mean, does it scare me? Sure. Do I love it? No. But in terms of going with a guy like Martin Perez or Erod and then uh, Aaron Sanchez to get all the bats or to double stack two teams I love, I'm okay with that. I think he could have a quality start here. He's still not a guy that I want to pick on because he just got that, you know, he's got that good ground ball stuff. He throws hard and he's more likely to walk people than to give up home runs, I feel. So, and Baltimore's not a great offense. I know they've been better, but I'm taking Sanchez over the Orioles. I'm sticking with it. Well, that's a bold move. 
my friend. We'll see if it pays off here. Next question, your answer to Jack in the Bag is Acuna. Um, it ranked these stacks, Braves, Twins, A's, Diamondbacks. I'm going to go Diamondbacks. I kind of like them a little more. Uh, and then I'm going to go Braves because we don't know what Yamamoto is. And then A's and who was it, sorry? Uh, A's, Twins, Diamondbacks, Braves. Okay, so maybe I'll go with uh, Arizona Twins, Braves, and A's. I'm going Twins, A's, Braves, Diamondbacks. Interesting. All right. Nobody's on the Diamondbacks. Maybe I like them. Maybe I want more exposure to them just because of that. I mean, like the Diamondbacks are good, but have we gotten the lineup there? Yeah, Peralta's not in the lineup. Yeah, I was hoping the freight train would be back in there, but he's not. I like him more over on Fantasy Draft where I can throw both Lamb with I can throw Lamb, Walker, and Escobar all in there, but you can only get two of those three in over on DraftKings, so it's a little bit tougher there. Um, let's see. Any more QQs? Washington yeah, stacks three suit through seven. Let's just have a peek at that lineup right now here. Yeah, I'm looking on up to it too. So we're in Dome, Soto, Zimmerman, Dozier, Para. I don't like Para. I'd rather go with Gomes at eight instead of Para. So go with a three, four, five, six, eight stack. I mean, leaving. What's interesting about that is you can have aces or you can use it as a double stack because Zimmerman and Dozier are so cheap and Rendon and Soto are the power bats. I kind of like that. If you're looking at double stack, that's the reason I would do the three through six. Or th- I mean, you could stop at six, but three through six or seven with aces or with uh, a double stack, I like it. By itself, not so much. I think if you're stacking Washington, I would I would want to get some Turner in there because of the stolen base upside. But if it's just one of those things that fits well, I do like to value five through eight in the Washington Nationals. Yeah. Uh, who's the FanDuel cash pitcher? Because it's tough to get DeGrom with some Sox bats. Yeah, you're mentioning Arizona, too, with the lefties and the first baseman combinations and all that. You can do that on Fandle as well at the utility spot. But uh, it's still DeGrom. I think you can make it work on DeGrom. Um, with DeGrom, I mean. Uh, Tehran is interesting at 75. And uh, Martin Perez is probably the guy. If you're not going to DeGrom, I think I'm going to Perez. I mean, he's $6,900. I think the quality starts there. He could have a cape running. And he's just so cheap. You know, there's a few ways you go. Again, you could argue Eduardo Rodriguez, but... There's a, uh, what, $1,100, $1,200 savings going down to Perez. So DeGrom won, and then Perez, we need some more money on FanDuel. All right. Any McKay GPP interest against a watered-down Yankees lineup? I'm pretty sure a watered-down Yankees lineup <laughs> is still better than a juiced-up other lineup. Okay, so here we go. LeMahieu, no thank you. Judge, no thank you. Encarnacion, Gregorius, Torres. I mean, the first five bats are not interested. Gardner's a tough out. No, I mean, Brandon McKay is not a top prospect. He's a 27-year-old journeyman. Um, no, I'm sorry. No, Brandon McKay is actually one of the Braves' top prospects. My bad. I'm mixing him up. But, uh, yeah, this is a guy that's not been pitching deep in the games. I think 81 pitches he threw last game. So you're looking at maybe five innings versus a patient, powerful Yankees team that maybe it's watered down because it's missing, what, Sanchez and Stanton, I guess. But And Voight, no, that's still not a watered-down lineup. No, thank you. I mean, I know McKay is a decent pitcher, but no, thank you. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. And he's not really a huge K guy, so the upside's kind of gone. Um, Chavez or Altuve? Chavez for me, and I think that uh, I like Boston better, and I think he's one of those Boston bats that can hit two home runs and be low-owned. All right. Um, I can't read that name. Why can't I read that name? Whatever. Uh, Perez, weather concerns. I think Roth says it's going to be okay, but go ahead and check out uh, Crunch Time after the show, and Roth will give you the up-to-the-minute weather information that you need. Best weatherman in fantasy sports, probably. Um, Maybe the only one. But, yeah, yeah, Pepsi just dropped that into chat. 
Uh, what do you think about D Smith as a one-off for FanDuel GPP? Baltimore sneaky. Baltimore sneaky, and Sanchez is not good. He doesn't give up bombs, but that Baltimore bullpen or that Toronto bullpen does. So you can get bombs in the bullpen. I'm going to update that just in the chat because it looks like Roth just updated here, which just scares me a little bit, to be honest here, with that update in Minnesota. But, yeah, again, I'm not picking on Sanchez tonight. I'm probably wrong again, but uh, I'm not taking any Oros tonight. But this says there's basically – yeah, Marlos was showing it fairly way. It looked like a late start is decent, like in a postponed is an off the table in Minnesota. Wow, that's kind of scary. I mean, that scares me off Perez a little bit. I mean, we've got some time after we get off here, but uh, I guess I guess we're hoping for a late start in Minnesota, but you hate to see if you're looking at a pitcher, a postponement isn't off the table yet. You know, that's, that's always scary. Yeah, well... Look what happened with Boyd and Ronaldo Lopez the other night. That was not fantastic. I mean, Roth will know a lot quicker or a lot shorter before the game. I mean, that's basically it. He's not worried about pop-ups. So it's figuring out a batch of the storm, like the storm that's coming in. Is it a 8 o'clock game? Yeah, it should be, it? what, 8.05 Eastern, I believe, in Minnesota? Yeah, 8.10. So it's a little bit tough. I mean, if you're looking for a pivot is also the problem. Let's see. Who can you pivot to? Uh there's not much. Um, Fando would stop because there's no guy that's right around his price point. You have to save a little bit of salary unless you want to go to a Vince Velasquez. I think it's a little bit easier in fantasy draft and uh, draft kings because what, Arado Rodriguez is right there perhaps? No, he's not. Eh? That's, that's true. There's, he's a little cheaper there. Yeah, it's tough. There's no real pivot off of uh, Martin Perez that I like. What I do like, though, is that he's saying it's fading away slowly. And he says, you know, a delay is likely. Hey, we're fine with the delay. And then he also says he expects to get it in, but he can't, the part that he can't rule is a postponement. So I guess in GPPs, if you're not going crazy, Perez is fine. If you're doing five laps and they all have Perez, I suggest maybe you move off of him a little bit. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of place of pivots you can do. And I mean, realistically, if you have Palm instead of uh, Tehran, you can almost pivot. Let's see. It's 14.7 K for Pomeranz and Perez. Or it's uh, 16K is the problem for Kikuchi and Verlander. So you can kind of go with a, like, just make sure you have one high-priced bat in the late games, like, or just stack it up a little bit different. You can stack up Oakland um, one way and then kind of switch off maybe to a Cardinal stack or a cheaper Dodger stack and go with Verlander and uh, Kikuchi if you would need to swap off later on, but that's just something you can do. I don't know. It's up to you guys, but we got to get out of here. Give me one last piece of advice. What's going to win the slate here? I think it's going to be Boston Red Sox. And again, it's contrarian ways you can play them. If you don't want to do the bets and, and, and the Martinez, you can go Chavez. You can go, you can go with uh, Vasquez Devers. Um, there's a thousand stacks that are playable. So don't worry about ownership and, and the pitching again. I don't think again, like I talked about with sale and Bueller the other night. I don't think you have to pay up today. So we love E-Rob, we love Martin Perez, even Tehran and Pomeranz are interesting. So go to the mid-tiers, go to the value tiers, get the bats, get the stacks, and then the bats win the slate again tonight. Just don't tell me, just don't ask me what stack it is because there's a lot to love tonight. It should be fun, Grant. Yep. Uh, now it's time for us to get out of here, guys. What's going to win this slate for me? It is Houston bats. It is a Houston stack. Alvarez is going to hit a bomb. Stack them up and throw Trout in there and... I don't know if you can do that now that I remember that there's three outfielders in Houston you can play. 
But in any case, stack up Houston. They're going to win the slate. It's been fun. We got crunch time next with Roth and other people. I can't even remember. I didn't look. Uh, but we got to get out of here. See you, kids. Holler.